0: with the Money in the Bank contract. (laughs) I'm out here trying to be a champion that inspires people. I'm out here trying to be a champion that you never had the guts to be. But I can't do that while you're hanging that contract over my head. So this is what I propose. I beat you at WrestleMania. And I'm damn sure I can beat you again, but I don't want to wait around to find out. So how about you be a man, you cash that thing in tonight, and it's you versus me for this right now. I understand that you're sitting here feeling like the sword of Damocles is over your head, but this is Brock Lesnar's game of anticipation. Which means you have to wait until Brock feels like cashing in the money in the bank contract. It's like waiting around seven hours at WrestleMania for your girlfriend, the main event, the show that you dreamt of being evented. Were... Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. Who said he's worthy? Who said you're even worthy of stepping into the ring again with Brock Lesnar? How do you know Brock Lesnar is going to cash in the Money in the Bank contract against you? Welcome!
1: Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to another edition of Just What the Internet Needed More Of. That's right, it's a wrestling podcast. It's another wrestling podcast, it's called Top Marks. It's another wrestling podcast called Top Marks. My name is Justin Morissette, and with me once again, as always, is the janitor himself. He's cleaning up the messes of the masses, Josh Custodio. I love
2: to love him. I love to kick him. I love to shove him. I love to stick him. I love to flaunt him. I love to watch him. I love to pick him. And I I'm gonna kick them,
1: cause I'm an ass man. You sure are, bud. Whoo, that that is true. Can I say I feel pretty good about not just this intro that I dropped today, but last week's as well? Yeah, because you can There say was it. a little stretch there where I could never remember. What came first, yeah. between the janitor himself <laughs> and cleaning up the messes of the masses?
2: Which is weird because you like unlearned it. I
1: know, <laughs> it was, like out of
2: fifty episodes. I know, I know. I started
1: doubting myself out of That's nowhere, the but now I got it back again, and I feel like if the if the people wanted to do like a sing song intro along with me, like I was, uh, you know, a certain wrestler who's been canceled. Oh
2: yeah, I would. Well, we could use Road Dog here. Yeah, 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 true. Yeah, or
1: your favorite wrestler, Enzo Amore. <laughs> as
2: who are you talking about? <laughs> who was canceled? Swan, of course. Yeah, we all know, yeah, yeah. The we all know the
1: sing-along <laughs> promos that Rich Swan used to do. Yeah, that's Famous right. for his promos. Yeah. I'll be your ass man. <laughs> that's that's the. Ah, uh, no, yeah. So if people want to do the sing-song uh, intro with me. Yeah, which some car, people do. I know they they like to do it every so often. I feel like I was letting them down, but oh. I'm back on track. We're yeah. back on track.
2: Do you think it was ever funny for them to be doing it and they're nailing everything and, up to the last and, and then they're
1: getting it right and I'm getting it wrong? Well, but
2: maybe they wonder if <laughs> they're doing it get wrong cuz like, well, I couldn't, you know. Surely <laughs> Justin would have it right. I must be wrong. Maybe that, if this happened to you, please add yeah, us. Just we,
1: keeping you on your toes out there in listener land.
2: Not to dwell on, I mean, the whole show, we have so much to talk. There about, so much so in the wrestling much world to
1: do. Yeah, you came in today, you were like, "Only these two things to talk about." Eh? I'm like, "Yeah, well, that's going to take a fucking hour."
2: And So, so with that in mind, let's talk a little bit more about your intro because I have. (laughs) I do have one more thing <laughs> to say about it, which is maybe with the the short, brief switch to the brain genius, mm-hmm. everything was thrown. Is yes, that possible? That I think that is true. It's like he's thinking of the problems of the people, but maybe yeah. they're both hitting your brain at the same time, and it jumbles up. Yeah, so maybe I'm, I'm thinking of the problems of the intro. That's, that's the problem. That's a, well, and f- ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to Top Marks, the, the one and only wrestling podcast that is exclusively about the intro to our podcast, which uh, everyone loves to, to listen to. Uh, J-Mo, let's get right to it. What do you say we dive right? into a Money in the
1: Bank breakdown. Absolutely. Now, I believe I am the only one of the two of us who watched the pre-show. Yes, you are. So I can give an exclusive report Ooh. on that. Uh, I didn't even watch all of the pre-show because good lord, why? how could anyone? Well,
2: I don't even know what was on it besides
1: the tag match. Well, Coachman is the new panel host now, right? Coachman is, is Coach- Coachman is around? Coachman is <laughs> around oh. and he is leading the <laughs> panel. He is guiding the discussion. Well, I'm glad I didn't tune in. <laughs> every uh, Before every pay-per-view and I, I just saw him th- on the table and was <laughs> like, I gotta skip as much of this as humanly possible. He
2: is better on the panel than he was at commentary. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely.
1: Yeah. That is a natural spot for him. He is. Pretty good at it. Probably, okay. Probably better than you know. I they've. I mean, Renee being on commentary has taken her out of that role. She was a great host in the past. The best. Um, but you know, in the absence of Renee, who's left on that panel? Sometimes it's like King or yeah, JBL Booker. or Booker. Yeah. None of those guys can anchor something like that with yeah, proper no. broadcasting forte. So you yeah, know what? I know I just started slamming him. Coach, that's probably a good spot for him.
2: Yeah, I, th- I remember – I don't know how accurate this is, but I remember having the thought when he's on one of those panels, like, man, I loathe this guy on commentary. Maybe I think we were maybe watching together and even, like, arrived. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, he's just much better here. Well, like, we were
1: having that uh, discussion about uh, – what's his Peter face? Peter Rosenface. Peter Rosenberg. Yeah. yeah. Peter Rosenface. What's his nuts?
2: I called him Peter Rosenface, not as a joke. <laughs> you just said, what's his face? I was yeah. like, oh, Peter Rosenface. That's <laughs> – That's who. That's whose face. But he's
1: obviously very good Mm. as like uh, when how they used him at WrestleMania. He was kind of like on the ground. Uh, like, like ringside reporter with JBL. Him and and J- I thought that yep. they both worked very well together.
2: You know, you don't love JBL for any personal thing, right? But I think he's good on commentary. I think he's good on those panel shows. I think he's
1: funny. I think he's clever. I like his references.
2: But he's also not afraid to get fired. Like JBL yeah. will actually, more than anybody else, be negative on the company, which is hilarious. I even remember like him calling out Peter Rosenberg. Do you remember, this is just coming back now. Really busy show tonight, folks. We will get to things. <laughs> but do you remember when Peter Rosenberg and JBL had like that table for? Short- or bring it to bring the it table. to the table. Bring yeah. it to the table for three. It, yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't the the best show, but I always felt like they kind of had a good back and forth on that thing. Like JBL would push them, and felt like comfortable doing so. So
1: well, the problem with that show is that you can't present critical opinions. The entire thing is supposed to be debating these issues, but it's presenting all of the fan criticisms in such a way that's like uh, bu- bu- buf, the internet fans. The fans. Said, uh, the, it's like me doing an impression of Mike. No. <laughs>
2: yeah. Here, let's let's hear it. Uh, bu- bu- buf, <laughs> if only you could see the face he's making right now, folks. Let me tell you, it, it, Mike Noble, a handsome man, this does not do his face any justice. But, well, and not only that, it's on the state run television, right? Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. Just, so you can't present uh, yeah. these
1: opinions properly, which is why that show was doomed to fail to begin with. But. I will say, Coachman, good on the panel, even though the sight of his face made me want to skip forward. (laughs) What I did see of the panel that I I stopped at as I was searching throughout the hour for our Daniel Bryan and Rowan versus the Usos, what I thought was supposed to be a tag team title defense, that's kind of how we talked about it when we previewed the show last week. Full disclosure, it wasn't? (laughs) It it was not. It was a non-title match, and I did not figure this out until midway through the match. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, I'll get okay. to that in a second, but before we get to the match, yeah. there was a uh, panel promo segment where uh, joining the uh, table at the you know panel that they have in the crowd, joining Coachman and the assorted others who are part of that panel, Beth Phoenix, one of them now... Um, there were two women going back and forth oh. at each other, and I think, and they were setting up different matches. But then they started getting catty with each other as well. It was Zelina Vega okay. promoting Andrade's chances in the men's Money in the Bank match, sure. And it was Sonya Deville setting up Mandy Rose's chances okay. in the women's Money in the Bank match. Yeah, Zelina, obviously a very good yeah, talker. Very good. We've come to expect that. Yes, no surprise have. there. Sonya cutting the promo of her life but no shit really really good good should i go back and rewatch it like i I don't know if it's like worth seeking out if but if you're you know if you got the network open and you're like what should i look at i would say yeah i think it might change your mind on the top end potential of what Sonya deville can do because i was surprised this is not someone who i thought was uh was was good on the mic at all And here she is, you know, going in on Zelina and building up Mandy, and, like, it really made me like her a lot.
2: I think I probably will go watch this, because I like moments like that where you feel like you see something in someone. I mean,
1: we are missing that, not having Talking Smack anymore, right? Talking Smack would give you that every single week, basically. I
2: mean, the fact... Lots to get to this week, but let me talk for 20 minutes about... (laughs) I'm, I'm dead serious. Talking Smack was such a Core, when I think of that great SmackDown run, I don't divorce it from talking Smack. That's mm-hmm. the third hour, or whatever you want to call it, third half hour exactly. uh, of SmackDown. I mean, the fact they got rid of that is, is baffling to me. Best thing on the net, probably the best original
1: network content ever. But right? Daniel Bryan's wrestling again. Don't care. Rock. Don't care. You'd You'd make still it work. put them in that position.
2: Or give somebody else that role. I mean, there, there's no lack of people who know how to talk on there. But, who but, would but, you but
1: the thing is, like, Daniel Bryan, it's exactly what you just said about JBL, right? Yeah. He was not afraid to be fired. He had <laughs> He had this, I don't give a fuck vibe where he could say anything be as critical of the storylines not just on Raw though they did Savage Raw a lot and that did make sense because brand split brand war brand supremacy right. all those things he would just rip into the show that we just spent two hours watching mm-hmm. and there was something so fresh and compelling about that that I don't think there's anybody who can replicate that energy
2: probably not anybody who can nail it especially from from that way but there's no lack of people who can try and get their character across on television
1: even if it was a it- you know who might be good actually Actually, Go and somebody ahead. Somebody who needs a role sure. and somebody who just returned to television this week. Who ret- oh, Dolph Ziggler. DZ. Dolph. Like, look. I-, I don't. I hate Fox News. You love. I them. never want to tip the hat to Fox News. He's lying. But anything that I've ever seen of Dolph Ziggler being a TV panelist, he's really good at that. He has a very professional, very confident yep. vibe to him. He could actually anchor that show, and not only would it, you know, give him something to do, it would give the company something to build around him, because they seem to have given him all this money to stop him from going to AEW, yeah. but then have no clue what to do with him. Well,
2: I think they're doing perfect with him right now before Monday, but that's just my opinion. Just <laughs> Not using just him, just him at all? K-M- no, look,
1: I think him and Kofi are going to have a great match. I'm excited for that, actually. But... Yeah. You got. Nothing. I mean, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they've done it for literally every other belt. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, for I the guess. U.S. title, the IC title, the tag titles, yeah. and now the world title as well. well. There we go. Who's not it's excited? It's gonna be fun, though. Regardless, moving on. Yes. The tag match. Go ahead. Midway through, Byron said something on commentary along the lines of, "Well, you know, if the Usos should win this thing, we're gonna be in unprecedented territory here." I don't know why, but Byron is Italian, in my impression. <laughs> he just I is. like all the wrestle. Hey, bada bing! <laughs> uh, if they win this thing, we're gonna be in unprecedented territory here where a Raw tag team will be in a position to challenge for the SmackDown titles. (laughs) And I was like, wait. What? Is that not what's happening right now? (laughs) So this
2: was like... Not even an official number one contender. No, match, it just...
1: was a it was a proving ground match to become the number one contenders. And obviously when they reveal titles are not on the line, He'll, yeah, that that dead give away yeah, what's going on. We down. know who's losing. Yeah. Uh, it has,
2: was has there ever been a non title match where the champion won? Has it ever happened? Dude. <laughs>
1: okay, iconics. Do you, remember, do you remember them? The the, the Iconics. Yeah, the tag women champions. Yeah, the yeah. women's tag champions. Billy Billy and uh, Peyton, my friends. Yeah, so they won the tag titles at WrestleMania. Rings a bell. That was probably, what, about six weeks ago now yeah, or so? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. I, I
2: just stopped being
1: hungover. <laughs> Maybe seven weeks ago now? Yep. Um, do you want to guess how many matches they've won on TV since WrestleMania? It's got to be zero. Zero. It's one, oh, okay. and it was the very first night after WrestleMania where they fought local talent on oh, SmackDown. Okay. And then right. Paige came out and was like, I'm putting a bloody team together to challenge you. I'll debut them next week. That's right. They have not won. In singles competition, in tag competition, they have not pinned anyone since that night. Rollins had some insane stat like that too, but like for way longer than six weeks during his title reign. Seth rank. could at least make it work though, right? With like it's, it's, And just be able to cut promos and like... He had such strength to his character that it didn't really hurt him as much as it should. I don't feel like the iconics are like a need to win gimmick. They're not, but like champions in general, you just shouldn't treat them that way. It sucks. I
2: agree. It's it's weird to think that like, and this is why I've said this probably on every week since I watched this interview. with Tony Khan talking about how much wins and losses will matter in AEW. A-, a and W. <laughs> a E W. They got to
1: do a promo that, you know, like the A E W logo just gets a line through the E to turn it into an ampersand. And <laughs> suddenly you're selling teen burgers. We got to do it.
2: Is that what that and sign is called? The ampersand? Yeah. Wow, look at that. Learning something new every day. But
1: yeah, that's got to happen, right? Like, I, I just gave them a million dollar idea. You know how it's... many teen burgers you're going to sell? Get out of here. Dude, you want to talk a million dollar idea? It's when they were running teen burgers for
2: $350. Yeah. That was, whew. What a day, JMO. Uh, were you impressed by the Usos and uh,
1: Rowan? It was it was a fine match. Yeah, uh, like you know, I'm I'm still into this Rowan and and uh, Brian pairing, and I think they can have good matches. I mean, this was obviously. Uh, neither side really pouring their heart into it because it's a pre-show match. Sure. You know, I don't even think the the crowd had fully filtered into the building at it this probably point. Probably hadn't, right? Uh, but you know, as we just said, you you know how it's going to end when you know that the titles are not on the line. Would it surprise you though that this ended with the double splash to Daniel Bryan and D-Bry, the former world champion himself, took Makes- the one-two-three from Jimmy and Jay.
2: Well, no, I guess it doesn't surprise me all that much to be honest. I feel like Daniel is like. I feel like he's so keen to all of this and like none of this is getting by without his say-so. Like so much of this feels like it has his control. I think it's sort of out there that it is. Yeah. So if he wants to be the the talking a little more like clear heel and then Rowan is the muscle and so Brian takes the pins, I can live with that.
1: Do you feel like it would be a better dynamic though if Rowan was taking the pins and Brian was yelling at him for being a big lunky idiot? <laughs> <laughs> like if you just let Brian be furious with his own backup? just the word lunky makes sort of sold me on the idea. <laughs> like, but maybe that's like too much teasing tension between them too early in the gimmick. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's my initial feeling. I just think it. the idea of him as a heel being mad at even all of his friends would be kind of fits the idea that we have of him of being like an impossible eco warrior. That's exactly right.
2: Uh, James, I'm not going to go in chronological order here because I think there's some matches here that we can fly through, which okay. I would like to do because I think we got a lot to say about uh, the Men's Money in the Bank and a few others here. So let's talk about the very brief Ray Mysterio winning the United States Championship off of Samoa Joe. I don't even know how Joe got busted open, man. Not clear to me. Was this? Do you think this was the the outcome, or did they call the match because his face was jacked up?
1: I'm not sure because yeah, it, or was
2: this just payback for Mania? Maybe?
1: I think I think it's payback for yeah. Mania. They both get a quick win. Uh, but again, Joe, you know, I don't know if it's a ref screw up again. Didn't have the shoulders down. He made the case on Raw. Yeah, never he got did. pinned. That's still my title. Yeah. So this is going to continue. Whether it continues at Jeddah, Jumped. we we go to Jeddah. <laughs> I forgot about this. Oh, Palpatine <laughs> is so excited for Super Showdown. I love Jeddah. Uh, <laughs> uh, my my Sith warriors, <laughs> we will attack the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh. and take back the U.S. title. <laughs> it might be there. It might be Um, it might be at the show we're going to. It might be at Stomping Grounds. You never know.
2: I just hope it, it goes back to Joe. I, I don't really know what Rey Mysterio... I, I love Rey Mysterio. or I like him well enough. I, I just don't know what's to be gained from like a title run from him. I think it was just to make him a Grand Slam champ. I think that, yeah. that's the only reason I can think of here. All right, Shane... Look, Mc- looked good in front of his kid. Yeah, who's watching backstage, not even ringside. Kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know I love my father so much. I love to watch him <laughs> on TV 50 yards away. That's how...
1: My body tilted at a 45-degree <laughs> yeah, yes. angle looking at a TV that's tilted at a 45-degree angle that, that does not match my body tilting. <laughs> Certainly not. So I have to have my, my neck cranked at a full fucking 75-degree angle to Just look at the television. Good, comfortable uh, watch. That's how we always do it. Standing, no less. <laughs> uh, Jim, I was surprised by
2: this next one. It's Shane McMahon defeated The Miz by escaping the steel cage. I was pretty sure Miz was going to win this one. Were you surprised? Uh, yeah, I
1: was too because, you know, it, this felt like the blow-off. Um, um but what i will say is as soon as it happened it made total sense to me how so in that you know we always talk about um shane being someone who doesn't need to win ever yeah uh, that he doesn't really benefit anything from winning it's yep. not necessary um cuz he'll still be just as over and just as hated or just as beloved depending on what his alignment is no matter what happens mm-hmm. within the match itself especially as far as outcomes go uh, what I will say is we all thought that Miz needed a win to look strong I th- actually think Miz becomes a more compelling baby face interesting the more he doesn't get the win on Shane because it's not like he seems like a loser right like no. Shane snuck out of this one he literally slid out of his shirt to get the win
2: I I, f- I found myself wishing that commentary would call attention to what you're saying a bit more because there's a great story mm-hmm. to be told of that Miz is not a great wrestler or a great fighter or like but he and since he's no longer cheating he's found his heart his child's changed him like mm-hmm. since he's no longer doing that he's having to reinvent his style and he's struggling like I feel like there's a very obvious story they're just not telling there.
1: I think the results over the last couple months this one and Wrestlemania make Miz a more sympathetic figure cool make, make him a more compelling baby face and also ultimately look what, what we're building to Here is a Roman versus Shane feud. And if you're gonna build up Shane to take on Roman, he cannot be dropping matches to Miz. And I don't know why that didn't occur to me coming into this match.
2: Because you've just seen them undo shit like that all the time. It's like, Oh, it's a battle royal on Monday and it's all the losers from last night and the winners challenging for the title. Like that's so but
1: all right, JMO, next. I like the match, though. I thought this. I thought it was good. Yeah, I, me too. A lot of the people in the room were kind of shitting on it when we were watching. No, I thought it was I good. found it uh, a little disinteresting, but uh, I thought that they, you know, if any match with Shane like that is going to be gimmicked to be, like, whipped into the cage, throw him into the cage. Steel it's cage a, is tough, too. Yeah, but it worked for this yeah. story. These are two guys that hate each other. The physicality of it was good. The story, to me, worked. JMO, I have a challenge for you for this next one. Sure. Say something. Anything
2: about Tony Nese versus
1: Ariana Navari? Um, you and I both came into this optimistic that it was going to be a good match. Yeah. Mike was making the uh, lobby lobby in the room for us to just skip it entirely and fast forward to the next one.
2: Yeah. And I looked like a real maroon, being yes. like,
1: No, I, I think I think this could deliver. Yeah, we, we both were like, This is going to be good. Shut up. No. Nope. You know what? Mike Noble does not know what he's talking about. But he even was a broken clock is right <laughs> twice a day. He was absolutely correct. Because this match, it was it was too slow. I like I want to like Tony Niece. I want to give him the benefit. Of the so doubt, hard. even as someone who's never really done much for me, because I can recognize that there is a good worker in there. Sure. But, like, what we've come to expect, whether it's Buddy Murphy, whether it's even Cedric, Cedric yeah. whether it's, you know, Neville, any of the guys who've had these Your favorite guy, Enzo morning uh, Enzo is the exception. But look at literally everyone that Enzo worked against. They all have pace. They yep. all push the pace. They work a fast style. This match was really slow.
2: Yeah, I, Mike called attention to Arya Davari just not being able to hang, and I, I gotta admit, I, I watching with that eye on. That was how I felt. Like I was like, Tony Nese is just slowing down for I this. Feel guy. like he's
1: a good character though. Like if yeah. you just turned him into a manager, the same way that they did with. Um... Uh, you know what's his name? That I've mad at. Yeah, Leo yeah. Rush. Like Leo Rush can work is the funny thing. Trade them. Trade exactly, absolutely. And Leo Rush. absolutely. Who
2: complains if if next Monday Night Raw Bobby Lashley comes out? and It's just Aria Devari? He'd be great. <laughs> no one. No one he, would even know. He would be
1: great with it. Maybe it's too similar to the Singh brothers, but. You know, and maybe even that. You put him with the Singh brothers because they're now a tag team on 205 Live. I think uh, I think there's something to Arya Divari. I don't think he's like a complete write-off, but in the ring, he's, he doesn't do a lot.
2: I like me. him more than I like Tony Nese. Oh, so, whatever that's worth. Uh, Roman Reigns squashing Elias. I thought Elias' robe looked incredible. I liked the whole build-up to Roman's entrance
1: the the Hartford Whalers, uh, yeah, Carolina yeah. Hurricanes bit he, again. He's we we talk about this so often with yeah. Elias. He is able to pinpoint precise points of sports pain. Every city they go to, he's brilliant at it. I've often you know complained that sports healing is a cheap thing because it only affects the people in the building. Us at home, we laugh along, so it's not really yeah. a heal thing. Elias is so good at it that I can't even complain about that.
2: I I thought Elias was great here. I I cannot help, and I I hate to sound like this because I know how this sounds, but I really did feel this way. It just feels right back to square one with Roman for me. Like I, I can't believe it. It feels like two years ago to me. It's just like, oh, yeah, he's just spearing dudes, pinning them.
1: I wonder how much of that is him like having input on his own creative saying, I don't want to be the cancer guy.
2: He doesn't need to be the cancer guy. But he, he, needs, needs, to not- he needs to
1: be a person. He needs yeah. to be a recognizable human character. Yeah, that, that's right. And he has things he could
2: tap into there, but or he just needs to find something. Because just like I'm just not interested in him but, squashing Elias. But to like, me, it's like
1: they were gifted something that humanized him and gave him depth like nothing we'd ever seen before. Yeah. And it seems like they have completely steered away from everything anything like that. Maybe September comes around, it's Susan G. Komen month, and right. he leans into it again. And and maybe that will help him, honestly. They, but- oh,
2: they've actually renamed it to Susan G. Roman now. That's, <laughs> that's what I just got word
1: from uh, but, Susan. But, but like, you know, that I'm not saying that you should just play it up because I understand that there is something crass about that, but... Even the way that they frame his wins and losses record, there was a tweet with an image out last week that was like, it's been X many days since Roman's been pinned. And it's like, yeah, because he was gone for like eight months and we (laughs) thought he was going to die. How do you (laughs) put that tweet out and not acknowledge that that's that's the facts of the situation? You know,
2: that does. Those are important details here. (laughs) Yeah. Jim, let's talk about some of the ladies as uh, Becky Lynch tapped out Lacey Evans.
1: Nice clean finish here. Uh, it was, it was all right. Good it showing was, by Lacey. Yeah, it was. It was a raw main event. Yeah, was not that's like how a, it felt. It was not a great uh, women's match, pay-per-view caliber match. But I thought Lacey, yes, had a good showing. And you know what? I really liked her Lacey Bucks Rainmaker yeah. entrance. Yep. The hat's too big, though. Well, we that's a... the thing, though. It's too big. Southern Belle. What do you too... need a hat that big for? Yeah. Well, you know, when Colonel Angus comes to town, I, I, <laughs> a hat never needs to be
2: bigger than an umbrella. <laughs> what, 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 what could you ever need a hat as wide as? A... You use the umbrella if you need that you much. Know, you ever
1: you, go, you, you ever been to the horse races, bud? Yeah, 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 yeah. They People, all wear those fancy hats. But they have some. I mean, there's some large hats, but as big as Lacey Evans? Yeah, she's really playing it up. She's she's larger than life. That's wrestling, bud. The hat is too big. I I my think only complain My, only complaint, my on. only complaint with Lacey Evans is the hat's too big. Um I thought it was a yeah, it was a fine match. It was yeah. I enjoyed it. Raw main
2: event's a good way of saying it. That was how I felt about yeah. it. Goes on though. Charlotte Flair then comes out and beats Becky Lynch. I don't even want to talk about these two matches as much. What did you think of the decision to split no longer Becky Two Belt, she's now
1: Becky One Belt. Um well, first of all, can we talk about the finish of this match? You can, because I don't remember it. I would have preferred it if Becky hit or Charlotte hit the natural selection. Why is that? Because because the boot that she laid in looked oh, soft as hell, and that was no, the no. She missed of the match. it. Yeah, was she even soft? She Absolutely. Just missed. She yeah, missed her, right. And that was the finish of the match. She took yeah. she took the woman's right because um, Lacey interfered from the outside, mm-hmm. and then Becky was basically knocked out, but they couldn't go right into the pin off the women's right. So Becky kind of got out after kicking out of a roll up. And then took one big boot for the win. No, if you're going to do that as the finish, have her take the women's right while she's down on the ground struggling to get up. Hit her with the natural selection. One, two, three, pin off that. The way they did it, having her kick out before you do that finish, you're telling me that she has more life. And then a boot that doesn't even connect (laughs) puts her out? That didn't make sense.
2: I hate to be so harsh, but you just have to be a better pro wrestler than that. Like, if somebody misses offense with that... That big of a gap, you have to know that this is not the finish. Yeah, you you have to redo it, something and you have listen, to do something else. I'll call back to the Lars Sullivan, Alistair Black, terrible botch on the Black Mass from a couple mm-hmm. takeovers ago. They redo the kick, like yeah. and you have to, like yeah. you just have to know in those moments. So, not I love Becky Lynch and I think Charlotte's the bet, maybe the best female wrestler ever. But, but.
1: I, yeah, I will say I was disappointed by this match and I don't know uh, who's to blame for that. Maybe it's my own expectations, but, sure. You know, not to harp on Mike all the time because he's not here to defend himself today, but he was. Saying calling this a two-match card that there were only two things worth getting excited for here. And one of the things that I pointed out was like, come on, bud. We're getting we're getting Becky versus Charlotte. And he's like,
2: uh, we've seen that before. For those of you, I mean, Mike is Justin's
1: roommate. For those of you who have yeah, no I idea I cannot why escape this guy. Justin,
2: you have brought up... Uh, he is in your head. I you have brought him up six
1: times. I can't <laughs> escape him. Uh... But, yes, we've seen it before. We haven't seen it, though, in eight months as a singles match. And when we did see it, it was the best women's match of all time. Well, so a very good match. One of the best women's yeah, matches yeah. of all time. Really good. I would say top three. Maybe if you wanted to argue and say top five, I would yeah. hear that argument. For me, it's right up there. Um, so, But, like, tons of reasons for optimism. Yeah. And, oh, and yeah. it did not deliver on that. What?
2: I, I I liked this card more. I felt like... Listen, I felt like...
1: I, I'm just saying this specific yeah. match. Yes. I mean, you're telling me that you don't remember yeah. very much that happened in it anyway.
2: Well, I just... I forgot about what the... You said you'd rather see her hit the natural selection and I couldn't remember why. Mm, okay, yeah, and then I was like, oh, right. She didn't connect <laughs> with the big boot. Yeah. Uh, Although I must say, J-Mo, Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles utterly delivered on expectations. These guys came out it's so rare to well, see two people just sprint.
1: Before we get there, I think... we got to keep moving. we still got a no, preview no, no. double or nothing. No, because we need to talk about the women's money in the bank because we need to talk about oh, yeah, what we'll happened after. Okay, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> women's money in the bank ladder match. Eight competitors. Not a very good match. Naomi had some good moments. A lot of bad spots in this yeah, match. It I, just worked too slow and sloppy. Like, they were all kind of... You could see them setting the stage for all of, like, yeah. the... The, big spots. The the prop moments.
2: Yeah, it I, I don't know. There was a bunch of people missing their offense. And mm-hmm. and to their credit, the, the great Ricochet, who I'm not crazy about, but is so good in ring, he also had you know missed offense. These are hard, these multi-people matches and yeah. whatnot. But I thought that this match was all over the place, to be honest. Like,
1: yesterday you had a, a tweet from Carmella telling uh, Mandy <laughs> yeah. Rose to go back to NXT and learn how to be a safe worker. Right <laughs> that message, was, wrong message. <laughs> that, uh, that was a tweet that was since deleted, but Ooh. it did go out. Ooh. So what does that tell you? Maybe some hate. Trouble in the hen house. So are, you know what I'm saying, bud.
2: Do you think the stomp on the leg was, when Carmella gets brought out, was that
1: for real? I don't know, because she was selling the limp pretty well. But I don't know if that was just to, like, take her out of winning the match. <laughs> but or... am I getting worked? I don't know. But she seemed, like, if she's going to tweet that and then delete it, it makes it seem like Mandy hurt her in some way. And I will say, when she came back out... yeah. Down the ramp and attacked Mandy, hauling her into that barricade. <laughs> she was working about as stiff a, as a women's match in WWE gets. We yeah. talk about blown spots and soft coverage without Oscar. She was laying in. Yeah. Oh my God, those spot, those hits. <sighs> but but Bailey wins in the end, toppling uh, Sonya and Mandy off the top of the ladder. I mm-hmm. like the finish here. I yep, the match wasn't very good, other than a couple of cool Naomi athleticism moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Bailey wins. That's kind of what I was expecting. I think the one disappointment from the match was that. Ember did not get to shine enough. We did not yeah. get like an off-the-ladder eclipse, well, which we I did. really want. Did we? Yep.
2: And Not from the top of the ladder. Oh, from but the midpoint. Yeah. yeah I yeah. couldn't
1: remember if that was off the to- of the middle it, of the ladder or off the turnbuckle because it looked the same as any other eclipse. Well, and she had
2: to go so far that it almost looked a bit more like a cutter. Like yeah. she was almost horizontal during it, but commentary did call it as an eclipse. But I know what you mean. There was no giant top-of-the-ladder moment. Which is what I
1: really wanted I know. to see.
2: And it's so obvious, two people at the top of the ladder that yeah, she pushes one off exactly. then hits it. I don't know. A lot to ask, I guess. That's a big bump, but I it was is. also expecting that. It, and it is. was but disappointed it didn't Bailey,
1: happen. Uh, I think w- I made the case last week, probably the most compelling winner, uh, yeah. as I said on the show last week, but I made a, a compelling case, pun intended this time for sure, as to why that is the case, it, uh, that she could tell a story that they've never told with the Money in the Bank briefcase before, and when we are... A decade into this gimmick, there's not a lot of undiscovered country left that that has not been done before. And the best, you know, yeah, I mean, I said it on last week's show to have her struggle with the ethics of a cash in, Mm -hmm. especially against a babyface champion who she's friends with. So if Becky won both matches and was still the champion, you've got Bailey in a situation where I have this thing, but I don't want to do it to you because you're my friend. Like that's, yeah, a, that's It is very interesting. There's something there that's never been done before. Mm-hmm. What they wind up doing, I, look, I didn't like it because I talked myself so firmly into my own booking that when I didn't get it, I was mad. Mm. But I can't question that crowd reaction.
2: I'm so mixed on this, man. I'm so mixed on this. I still, I, I like to come to the show with the clear takes and opinions. For, I th- to
1: be clear, Charlotte beats. Oh yeah, Becky. sorry. Please go ahead. Become SmackDown Women's Champion. Yeah, we got a two-on-one beatdown situation. Lacey and Charlotte just laying into Becky Lynch,
2: and the crowd is calling for Bailey at this. Yeah, point.
1: they want Bailey to come even the odds real bad. They get exactly what they want. They go nuts for it. Bailey clears the ring, and we we start to think, oh, well, she's just she's just cleared the ring, and that's it. Yeah. And then, yeah, I didn't think she was going to cash in here. Yeah, I thought were, she was going to like look at You were at positive. It. She yeah, was not. I was
2: very certain she was not going to. be. I just thought it's like the same night cash in is overdone at this point to me. It's just. And we it, saw it
1: with the women's briefcase last year. Last
2: year. And Dean the year before that. Like every year on Money in the Bank, it's the same night cash in. Three in a row, you get one yeah. of those. It's enough. But I wonder, and listen, I know that I'm a bit of a Bailey detractor, but I'm not sure. I love your story, mm-hmm. and I think it's a great idea, and I think you're right that it's new. I don't have a ton of faith of Bailey carrying executing that to a degree that really gets that across. Every time Bailey gets a character moment, I feel like it comes across very memorized and very flat. If she could do it, I love your idea. But if she could not, and she is going to win, is the same night cash in under those exact circumstances the best thing for Bailey? I kind of think you could make the case that it, it is.
1: is. Yeah, and you could also make the case that to draw on the past, because my storyline is pulling on previous character moments. Yeah. of her. Failing to hit Be the kendo stick on on uh, Alexa. Alexa, you know, do you really want to draw focus to things in the past that where this character has let you down? Sure, and where the audience has pulled away from them because people were really into Bailey to a point, and then they kind of bobbled it with moments like that. To me, I think that's a redemption of those moments to tell a long-term story that pulls them back around. Sure. But I can also see the case that, you know, it's better, you're better off just ignoring that that ever happened and try to build her up to be strong again and forget that any of that went down.
2: I, I know that this is like such an overwrought thing to say. What if Bailey turned heel with the case? I mean, that could have been all right. Eh? Yeah,
1: but there's too many heels on SmackDown now without Becky there. Right? No, oh, for sure. For sure. You'd have to turn somebody else. Yeah. Uh, now let's talk about Rollins and AJ, hey? But le- the crowd went nuts for Bailey. Yeah, they loved it. Bailey. Yeah. What? Like w- one of her biggest reactions ever on the main roster. And, and I think there's a ton of talk coming into this show that, like, Hartford is notoriously quiet. They're going to sit on their hands. Well,
2: They, they were a good crowd, I they thought. They were very
1: good, especially uh, for that.
2: Absolutely. Uh, a couple times throughout the night. And same as the crowd on Raw on Monday. I thought, similar thing. Good mm-hmm. job, crowds. Are you ready to move on? Yes. AG's I just south. felt like it
1: didn't make sense to touch the women's money in the bank. I'll after. explain to you off-air what I was
2: going uh, to okay, do. Okay. Uh, but listen, you're the professional broadcaster. I'll tip the cap. Uh... I thought Seth and AJ utterly delivered. Uh, a, a pace out the gate that is impressive—that you don't see a great deal of that. We we're talking about how the women's Money in the Bank was so methodical and planned out. If I have a complaint with this match, it's it overused kickouts in the last half of it. No, I, I, I'm not biting on kickouts off of moves that aren't finishers at this point. Especially when you've got a guy in AJ who has three finishers, you can go in that direction a bit more.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: but besides that, I thought this was great. Yeah. What were your thoughts?
1: At one point, they teased uh, a Styles Clash off the apron to the outside. I was going to go mental if that happened. It didn't happen, and I'm kind of glad it didn't, because holy fuck, that would be the most dangerous thing ever. Because you like Seth Rollins. Exactly, and I want him to live to fight another day. Uh, Not just as champion, but as a human being who is not deceased. Um, But even just the tease of it, I thought was a great moment. But yeah, exactly what you said. The pace was tremendous. Especially out the gate. The match was go. Yeah, they really... Grabbed your focus in a big way, in a, in a way that no other match on this card did. Agreed. And they, it was like grabbing you by the throat and never letting go. Yeah. And look, we were watching the show with a a person who had never watched wrestling before in their life. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, yes, and were. This, this was a, this was a a woman who kind of uh, was indulging our our silly hobby for one night only because yep. it was a long weekend and she wanted to come hang out with friends. That's right. She loved it. Yeah, she had a great time. And I think that is a a good sign for how good this match was also. Yeah.
2: I I, I mean, stuff like that is entertaining. What are you going to say? I mean, it it doesn't feel... When people think, oh, it's like, oh, pro wrestling and fake and all those things. These matches help push through that, where it's like the slow womp, womp. Like, that looks... And not that this doesn't look fake and isn't Mm -hmm. fake, but there's something more innately impressive about it, I believe.
1: Yeah, and there's something to a match of that quality that's not just... You know, you and I had said last week, both of these guys, we obviously have a ton of respect for their work rate, but neither of them have really had a blow-away match in a little while now. They could both stand to have just a real corker. They they did exactly that. They satisfied the smart demand of, like, let's see these guys burn it down, no pun intended. Maybe pun a little intended. (sighs) Fully intended. <laughs> you so, meant to do that. <laughs> so we were satisfied, but also someone who'd never watched the product at all before stepped in and was fully captivated and understood why wrestling is good.
2: That's right. And that's so important, yeah. right? Because there's new people watching all of these shows, and I think sometimes that's you know I lost think, on people. And that's
1: a sign of a great match, too, right? Uh, absolutely it is. And I kind of liked the fact that they were wearing such similar gear too they were both wearing mm, the same color yeah. scheme going black against each and other silver? black and gold black and gold and a little bit of silver i think on okay. both accounts as but well but yeah matching gear matching gear the only way to really differentiate the two of them they have like slightly different body types but seth's hair was wet and aj's hair was dry dry <laughs> that's really the main difference yeah. between these two guys <laughs> and i think you know in some it's cases in some cases i would be annoyed by that that they're too similar that it's hard to tell the difference that was part of the story of this match was that these guys are so similar that yeah. they are very much the same. Um, and and the commentary
2: g- was saying as much, And too. the
1: gear, when you use your gear to tell that story, too, I think that's good story.
2: Yeah, I, I can agree with that for sure. Uh, Kofi and uh, Owens. I, I, I thought this was great. I thought this was great, too. Uh, Owens is, and I've said so much about how much I love Kofi over the past couple of weeks, so mm-hmm. just just know that I do love Kofi. I thought Owens was very impressive in this match, uh, as much as I do cry for the days of the babyface Kevin Owens, you know, just not destroyer, but like barroom tough guy that I've talked about so often. A I champion think admits, of the people. Champion of the people. I kind
1: of wanted that on this run when he came back.
2: Me as well. You can kind of see how they they turn him into a heel. You know, when he's in the corner just like stomping on Kofi and shouting on him, like, yeah, Mm -hmm. this guy does get it, right? Like, I was very impressed with Kevin Owens in this match. I thought
1: the finish came a little too quick. The whole match felt a little short for me. But I did love the blown senton spot. Yep, yep, totally agree. Kevin Owens doing a senton bomb was an incredible visual. And then to have him come square down onto Kofi's raised knees. Oh my God! It I, must not feel great. I didn't. Oh, it's not like a scream moment, but it yeah. was definitely like, oh!
2: Although for Owens, normally at this pay per view, he's taking some absurd, horrific thing yes, he did not on have a ladder. To do that this time, this is the easiest money in the bank Owens has had in years. Yeah, Finn Balor had to take that spot. Oh Lord Almighty! Well, let's get to that, JMO. It's the men's money in the bank and our chief point of disagreement on this week's show happened.
1: I just thought that the you know it was the the trouble in paradise or whatever. Yep. Uh, it was too. Or SOS. SOS. Yeah. Yeah. I, didn't, I, I thought the finish just was altogether brief. It maybe it should have had like two more moves in that sequence before the SOS. Yeah, that's, And I, I would agree. have been totally satisfied with the entire match. As is, I loved the knee spot. I loved the senton spot. But I didn't feel like that was enough to go direct into a finisher.
2: Yep. But yes. I, I, know ex- I felt like watching it. I was like, oh, that is it. Okay.
1: Men's running in the bank.
2: It was, uh, let's see if I know this off the top of my head, all the competitors. Finn Balor, Andrade Cien Almas, and five other guys.
1: Mustafa (laughs) Ali? Ali. Sorry, Ali, rather. (laughs) Just Ali. Uh Randy Orton? Oh yeah, that's that Drew was, McIntyre. Drew was, was Drew in there. Baron Corbin. Yeah, you're doing good. And Ricochet. Wow, great job, JMO. I did have a friend. And in front of was me. supposed to be Sammy Zane, but was supposed uh, to be. No
2: Samuel. No, no Samuel. Much like CM Punk before him. He was taken out backstage before he could go out and get his chance on the pay-per-view, and who replaced him, JMO?
1: Well, it was a big mystery as to who it was going to be. The room was convinced it was going to be Bray Wyatt. I didn't think it was going to be Bray. Really? I feel like most people of okay. did. Yeah, no, I, I didn't think it was going to be Bray. I thought, uh,
2: I guess I wasn't sure who it was going to be. I didn't think that that was the time to do it. There was also Bray, people though.
1: thinking Sammy was just going to run in at the end and steal it, having not been in the match at all. That would have been great. But instead, someone else did that, and that someone was the Beast himself, Mr. Money in the Beast, Brock Lesnar. Money in
2: the Beast is a good tag name. I, I like that. Uh... I mean, poor, let's start here. So, poor Mustafa Ali standing at the top of the ladder. Brock's uh, music hits. He, this is an unfortunate spot. That they, Luckily, I think WWE's actually got away from the, the entrance distractions. Do you remember when it felt like that was always happening? Uh, I feel like... But this yeah. was a throwback to it. Ali's at the top of the ladder, ready to grab money in the bank. Brock's music hits, and Ali... Stands well, the, there. Yeah, the
1: year that Seth won, it was supposed to be Dean, and then Kane yep. did the same thing, yep. and then Dean got stuck looking like an idiot. Even just on Raw, I felt like they used to do it yeah, all the time: that's uh, true.
2: Jericho and Owens and Goldberg, true. It's like nightmare stuff. But so Brock comes out, he knocks over the ladder, sets one up. Everyone else is already laid out. Grabs the money in the he bank.
1: Killed Ali when he knocked over that ladder. Oh too. yeah, I mean the show goes off the air with a quick pan of the outside. Ali has medical attendants all around him, and he's. Gushing blood out of his face. I'm going to start with problem one here, okay? Okay. And I
2: just need to be clear that I I just don't like this Brock winning the money in the bank thing. I just don't like it. And that's for a multitude of reasons. But here's number one. He comes out, and it's already Brock Lesnar involvement. Which, I mean, he's taking no bumps, and no one is going to interact with him. Because you have seven people laid out all around the ring. Seven
1: people who didn't even know Brock was going to be in the match. Oh, is that right? tell them. They told yeah. them someone will come out and win the match, but they didn't tell them who. So everyone's reaction was real. And you could see Randy Orton was supremely unimpressed. That
2: makes me like Orton more. Although, even though he was selling for like 10 minutes in this match, yeah. like I felt like Orton was just not in the second half of it. Yeah. But so he comes out and it's Brock Lesnar. So, of course, he's not going to bump and he's not going to hit anyone. Nothing, so he just runs up and, and no problem. I thought the oh, visual killed the was...
1: cameraman on the way down to the ring dope. too. That's dope. That I like. Pushed a tr- fucking ladder into a camera guy who just ate shit real bad.
2: Have I ever shown you that great clip of him entering in UFC where a security guard's walking kind of slow in front of him and he just fucking shoves them out of the way? No, it's the a...
1: only great clips you show me is your haircut every time you come over, bud. Hey! <laughs> uh,
2: but so so, Brock sits on top of the ladder. He is your money in the bank winner. I am disappointed in this moment. Do you want to present what you think could be good about it?
1: Yes. Okay, hit me. Because, look, I understand the resentment. Mm-hmm. Because Money in the Bank is that rare tool that elevates somebody to another level. It mm-hmm. uh, Takes a mid-card guy and turns them into a main eventer. That's right. And we were really looking for something like that for either Sami Zayn, who ultimately doesn't even get to be in the match, <sighs> or... Andrade Cien Almas. Either of those guys could have really benefited from that. And on that level, I fully understand the anger. Mm-hmm. I fully understand the disappointment. I'm right there with you. But, but. I do see this as a star making tool. Not for Brock, because what was all commentary was saying as the show went off the air it's Seth Rollins' worst nightmare. Brock Lesnar with the briefcase. Yeah. This is, to me, not booking about uh, Brock. This is not booking that is a another gift on a silver platter for Brock. Yep. This is booking that benefits Seth. This is booking that is booking around the guy that is clearly your top guy. The guy that you, earlier in the night, took the only person who could feasibly challenge him, who's on TV on a regular basis, on Raw, and told us earlier that night... He can beat this guy clean over the course of a great match. Right. Granted, they could continue that feud and maybe AJ turns heel and gets dirty and blah, blah, blah. There are other avenues to go down. But Seth Rollins is your project. He is your clear-cut top guy in a way that, to me, Roman Reigns is not right now.
2: for Sure true. Yeah, of course. And they are
1: finally pivoting away from Roman to give that push to Seth. It's going to work. Yep. It's going to work. The better top guy. He is already a main event star but Mm -hmm. he is not a transcendent star he is not a pop culture figure wwe has not been able to build one of those since john cena yep they think they can build one in seth rollins i'm inclined to believe they're right i'm not and i think that the way they can help him is by continuing this feud with brock lesnar and to add this wrinkle to it where brock is a circling shark. You know, the worst thing Brock could do is use the briefcase like Braun did last year and use it to book a match that he could ask for at right. any time. We, I want a Brock cash-in. I want the constant tease of him being around and, yeah, like I said, a circling shark wandering the ring Presenting that threat that going to happen at any time. <laughs>
2: he only shows up six times a year. <laughs> but he's
1: not going back to UFC, though. Yeah, this is—you think he's is going to be on Raw every week? Not every week, but mm-hmm. often enough. And I think he will be at every pay-per-view until he cashes in. Okay. Uh, if I'm wrong, then you know maybe I'm wrong. But I—I yeah, I don't. You think
2: he's Brock Lesnar is going to be in Extreme Rules?
1: Yeah. If he hasn't cashed in by then, yes, I do. Wow. Okay. He's going to yeah, because he's going to get paid to come out and circle the ring sure he might not cash in that night but they clearly see that this threat is a a big money angle and I agree and I also think that the only guy who can lift Seth Rollins to another level is the guy who's already on that level and the only guy that you have that's like that is Brock Lesnar Okay, so I'll, I'll so say So, yeah, you. I, I'm, I'm, you know, call uh, him Mr. Pop Freakin' culture, but I will not. <laughs> <It's> That's a... <laughs> what I am expecting. I want them, I, and I think what they want. Okay, okay,
2: I'm going I'm to push yeah, back. Yeah, push yeah. Back, yeah, push back, push um, back. Because, first I'll say a couple things that I do agree with you in. Brock Lesnar is the biggest star they have, who, who feasibly, you know, Seth could, could interact with and get some rub from. But I think this might be the most we've disagreed in the history of the show. Because I don't understand what a win over Brock Lesnar as Mister Money in the Bank does for Seth Rollins that a five-minute win of him over Ma- at WrestleMania in the opener didn't do for him. Well, he didn't win clean.
1: That came off a low blow. So
2: you think what's keeping Seth Rollins from being a pop no, culture star no, is a
1: clean no. win? Look, I think there's another element of what's going to raise his profile as well. You know, we've we've seen them build a transcendent pop culture figure in the last year in Becky Lynch. Right. Yep. That's now Seth Rollins' girlfriend. True. They're going to be a power couple. Agreed. Uh, And I think if you want them to both benefit from that exposure, if you want to have their relationship be public and put them out in public in those positions, which I think is good for both of them and good for the company, you can like, look, Becky didn't get where she is without Rhonda. I know like we say that, like, yes, her and Charlotte could have done this alone. They didn't, though. No, but but Rhonda's a proven star maker, and Brock isn't. That that I mean, the the,
2: the comparison's horrible. I mean, think of everyone Brock has wrestled in the last two years who got. Any shine from it. Can you think of anyone?
1: No, because he, nobody got to beat him.
2: Seth Rollins did. Seth,
1: Seth is the first guy who Goldberg. got to beat him. <laughs> Seth is the first guy who got to beat him, right? And like, did you
2: feel like his profile
1: was massively raised? I was so happy to see that moment because I didn't think I could get it. Now All you're right. saying what's bigger than a five minute match? I'll tell you, a 30 minute classic. And they can do it. They can do it, man. You think you're getting a 30-minute Brock Lesnar classic in 2019? Uh, it's possible. It's
2: impossible.
1: Is it impossible? If
2: you add together his last two years of matches, I'm not yeah. sure you get to 30 minutes. But, like, what's
1: the best <laughs> WWE match of this decade? Oh, that's a great question. It's Seth and Brock and Cena at the Royal Rumble four years ago.
2: I think it's Punk Cena, but, but I love that match.
1: Um, I think they're neck and neck, you know? I think, th- I th- okay. There's no feud there, Yeah, no, but That's you're, the this problem. Is a f- you're talking about a 45-minute match versus, like, a 25-minute yeah, match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But ultimately, yes, there are... I mean, I'm not talking about anything. You said, what's the best there's, WWE there's, match of the last decade? There's smoke and mirrors <laughs> going on in that, and that they take Brock out of the match for a large chunk of it, and it's Cena and Seth, and those yep. two guys can clearly carry a match to a, a very good place. But, like, there is clear chemistry between those for two sure. guys. For sure. And, uh, like, I'm confident if Roman and... Brock can have a very solid 30 minute match, which they have. Like how long was the yeah, main event of WrestleMania? I think it's twenty two minutes. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's like it's, it's, it's in that neighborhood. Yeah. If they can do that, Seth and Brock can do that. And 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 th- and see, I everyone just want is, <laughs> everyone is resen- everyone's pushing back against Roman. We all acknowledge that match was great. Yeah. But because we resent him, it didn't do anything for him. Mm-hmm. We don't resent Seth Rollins like that. No. If he has a match like that, it will do something for him.
2: I think it'll do something for him. I don't think Brock Lesnar at all needs the case to have that match, and I just also want the record to show Justin Morissette predicting Brock Lesnar at Extreme Rules and having a 30-minute match this year. These are things Justin is saying on the— You can hold me to this
1: at the end of the year as my worst takes ever. (laughs) Um, Go ahead. But
2: I, I just don't think there's any reason that Brock Lesnar needs the money in the bank to get to the things that you're talking about. I think all of that can be achieved. Brock Lesnar doesn't need to do anything to say that he needs a challenge for the title. Besides, I'm undefeated for four
1: years. It's just it's it makes him a looming threat mm-hmm. in a, in a way that he isn't otherwise.
2: I agree, it does that most directly, but I can think of other ways to a looming threat. Obviously, Money in the Bank is its own thing, Mm -hmm. so never quite to that degree. I can think of ways to book Brock Lesnar as Seth Rollins' nightmare that he must finally conquer one time. Finally, that is not Money in the Bank, and I think Money in the Bank, relative to how much it could help Brock elevate Seth, would have elevated Zayn or Andrade fivefold.
1: I'm just, I'm just saying, we've seen Seth Rollins with the Infinity Gauntlet on his boot last year. <laughs> so sick. We've seen him come up against Brock Lesnar multiple times in the past. We've, let's call those the Infinity Wars. Okay, okay all right, I'm with you. We need, I want Seth versus Brock. With with the end game epic vibe, All final right. showdown, I, and that's I, WrestleMania. <laughs> and, I, and I, but like they can build towards it. Happened, that. <laughs> you saw it. No, no, that like that was that was not. I'm talking about a main event. I'm talking about a barn burner main event. And they didn't get that slot this year. They could get it next year. And,
2: and this is worth him having the money in the bank to you for? I think for? so. I
1: think so, yeah. Wow. Because because there's a full circle element to it, too, that Brock now is in a position to do exactly what Seth did to him. Well,
2: that is what I said in the chat, that that's literally the one thing I said that I thought could be cool about it. But I, I just, I feel like you're making so many sacrifices at the extent of, like, maybe Seth Rollins becomes. And I, I to be clear, I don't think you're saying he can enter pop culture based off of beating Brock, which I think is. Out of whack. Like, I don't think that's going to happen. There's other
1: elements at play there, obviously, though, right? They have to strap the media machine to him. They have to play up the fact that he's also Mr. Becky Lynch. Like, there's a ton of different things that go into that. Seth doesn't have it like Becky Lynch does. But their project needs to be getting him to that level, because that's going to raise the company with him. And to me... (laughs) Like, this is <laughs>
2: Brock winning Money in the Bank is how we get Seth Rollins to elevate WWE. Yes. This is mental gymnastics yeah, no, to an but, insane degree. But
1: do you like? Can you see the logic in what I'm saying? No,
2: not like not even. I feel like you were just like trying to double down. I don't think you actually think Brock Lesnar winning in the Money in the Bank will help Seth Rollins elevate
1: WWE. I do think this because I think <sighs> this is this is the marquee feud. This is the marquee feud, and we and we're never. Do you
2: feel anxious to see those two wrestle like, like you're eager for it? Yeah. The pairing of Seth Brock. I mean. We've seen it. I just don't get it.
1: I just don't get we it. We haven't really seen it, though, right? Though we've seen a five-minute match at Mania. We saw a match that got interrupted at But that's what you get from Brock Lesnar. The, by, by Undertaker. Like, we have... Like he can do, no, because Brock versus Roman was not that. Both times they went long, and both times they were good matches. It's the, just that Roman has too much The second baggage. time is not a good match. Well, all that blood <laughs> was pretty awesome. <laughs> blood, the, the finish was infuriating, but the match was fun.
2: But bloody Roman was an awesome visual. Yeah, no so do that to
1: Seth. Give him, yeah. Let him have moments like that.
2: Like but I just don't know why he needs the money in the bank for all of this to happen. It just
1: adds an interesting wrinkle to it. It, it, it. it makes it more compelling in a way that Brock just coming back on Monday does not. And I, look, I fully understand your frustration. I'm just trying to find—I appreciate a, that. a golden path here. Keep and, us sane, and, because look, I feel like it's silly to be this optimistic in long-term booking. I don't even feel like it's optimistic. <laughs> but at the same time, TV's been good lately. Yep. And they don't—they wouldn't have beaten AJ clean earlier that night if they didn't have a long-term plan for Seth. Could have should be Sami Zayn. That that could have been fun. But I don't think that's a that's a not that's not a pop culture. Thing. That's just a smart thing. Pop freaking culture. Pop let's, freaking let's, culture, baby.
2: Let's talk about something, JMo, that I think is entering the pop culture sphere more than I was anticipating, which is AEW's Double or Nothing pay per view. Maybe not pop culture. I'm getting questions from people who, I'm sure you know this, you're the wrestling guy for some people mm-hmm. in your life, right? Mm-hmm. I am that for some people as well. And they are asking me about AEW, about Cody Rhodes, about Kenny Omega, what's going on this weekend. Yeah. I'm starting to feel a little bit of electricity in the air. It's
1: funny because when I went to All In last year, nobody yeah. who's like this, like the people who think of me as the wrestling guy, like right. everybody at work, when I was like, "Oh, I'm going to Chicago next week." They're like, "What for?" I'm like, oh, "Uh, the biggest independent wrestling show in history." They're like, "I immediately regret starting yeah. this conversation." <laughs> Should have never
2: I wish I had a time machine to go kill Hitler, no, <laughs> so I could never ask you that question. But
1: but then as soon as Jericho signed with AEW, yeah. all those same people were like, What's this AEW thing? And I was like, I tried
2: to <laughs> tell you. I mean, he does. For, listen, Chris Jericho not going to be the best worker on the AEW roster, but he certainly brings more legitimacy than anybody, Big right? Time. Like that's Absolutely. that's undeniable. Where would you say before we break down the card here, JMO? Three months ago, or let's even go back a year. we have been doing the show a while. We mm. hear Cody Rhodes is breaking off. There's been some journey. It's been three
1: years now, of it, Cody Rhodes since he left. Uh, yeah.
2: the, the the dream list. The all in. New Japan. New Japan. Throughout this whole journey, you've had different anticipation for it. Mm-hmm. Where are you right now for Double or Nothing on Sunday? This All In was sort of the coming out party, but in a different way in my mind.
1: I will say I'm not as fired up for this as I am for All In 2.
2: Is it because the card is not... As good as it could be for double or
1: nothing. No, um, it's partly that there's more surprises up their sleeve. Like, sure, I th- you know, I think we are all expecting mocks, a little mocks violence this Saturday night. I Dude, think- if he hits that, I will just. I'll be very happy. But like, we're not crazy to expect that, right? And I think a no. card that has him announced for it versus a card where we expect him to debut, there's a different allure to both of those things. Well,
2: again, it's it's to, if AEW wants to separate themselves from WWE, the less they advertise. If you're tuning into an AEW pay-per-view thinking, they they don't always give everything away. That's to their long-term benefit. But
1: here's the difference for me as well. Yeah, Double or Nothing is going to be launching the company, yep. which is kind of an exciting thing to see what this is going to look like because as we talked about before we started recording today, all in... From a wrestling perspective, from a storytelling perspective, was fun and different, and yep. I had the time of my life. Yeah, one of course. the best nights of my life. It's incredible at that show, but presentation-wise, to mm. watch the broadcast, they were using so much of the apparatus of Ring of Honor that it looked like a glorified Ring of Honor. That's exactly right. So there is a ton of interest in terms of seeing what this product looks like.
2: I don't want to say that that's most of my interest, because mm-hmm. obviously that sounds kind of insane. But if you could somehow package all of those production elements, what does this look like? How? What are the video packages? What does commentary sound like? Whatever you want to call all of those things, I'm probably more interested in that than watching the
1: actual wrestling, if I'm being honest. Like, what is AEW? But while this is going to launch the company as an entity, I feel like All In 2 in September, with their TNT contract set to kick off the month later... All-in-two is going to tee up all of the television. Yeah, that's right. And to me, that's a bigger draw because you're Mm -hmm. getting more of what your long-term storytelling is going to look like. Yeah. it's This is just fun matches. Like, I don't think... Like, obviously, Cody versus Dustin is... Something that I am looking forward to, maybe not from a work rate perspective, but I think they've done a very good job of selling it. Totally agree with shoot interviews. I think Sports Illustrated ran one today, where he where Dustin talked about how important this was to him. That this has been building up over years. Like they spent years building this storyline in WWE, and then Vince got bored of it and threw it in the trash. So they're taking That's something cool. that they built up in a different company and are and finally being like, we get to pay off the story that we never got to tell. That and, is awesome. And to be able to tell that story at, like in shoot interviews where you're fully breaking character and talking about why this is so important to you, it's exactly what we always talk about, about embracing real life and having more UFC presentation. Yep. That makes me interested in the show in a way that doing an angle does not. Uh, but... um. You know, yeah, this is, there's a ton of novelty matches here. Whereas I feel like as we get into September with the TV on horizon, it's going to be more of what you can expect from the company and not just. Take a look at them.
2: That, I think you've surmised my feelings on it really, really well here, which is they feel like sort of in a vacuum matches. But All In did too, but All In had all this goodwill of like where I wanted to see the matchups themselves. Mm-hmm. H- here's something Double or Nothing does have going for it. Although losing Pac this week was devastating for my interest in it, if I'm being honest. But Yeah, and that's but, so disappointing Because too. I feel like the selling point that they haven't really hit it home on is... So many of at least three, four of the best wrestlers in the world haven't wrestled in months Mm -hmm. and you can come watch them. They're about to wrestle all under one roof. Losing Pac does does hurt that for me, but let's get into the card, J-Mo and talk about it. Yeah, Uh, Before
1: we do that, though, we didn't have time to talk about this last week. We we're going to dedicate a lot of time to AEW this week. So before we talk about previewing the show, oh, yeah, let's yeah, talk yeah. about their TV deal in general. Absolutely. They're, yeah, they're going to be on impo- TNT. Good point. It was announced last week. Uh, Turner
2: Broadcasting yeah. is is sort of the the fun tie-in here. Yeah.
1: They're going to be, you know, on the same network as Franklin and Bash and Rizzoli mm-hmm. and Isles <laughs> all and, the great shows yeah, that whatever. everybody loves. TNT loves drama. Charles, Charles Barkley. Currently USA, the home of WWE characters. Welcome. But, but TNT. TNT loves drama. They are. Oh, and that's true that they do.
2: <laughs> uh, I love this this mirroring of, like, wrestling's back on Turner Broadcasting, and I like that it's Cody Rhodes mm-hmm. and Dusty was a territory guy, and th- there's some fun stuff in play there. I feel like TNT's kind of a big deal, right? right? And, and they
1: just... kind of aped the presentation of Nitro. Sure, It yeah. was the AEW logo in front of a wall fire. of fire. And you know what? It was awesome. It looks cool as hell. I feel like wrestling... Both promotions, WWF and WCW, in the late 90s into early 2000s. Maybe not early 2000s for WCW, but certainly (laughs) late 90s had the finger on the button as far as, like, what's cool? What's hot, yeah. What looks good aesthetically?
2: Yeah, that's true.
1: And and you know what? Some of those aesthetics still work. Fire is still cool.
2: <laughs> Listen, folks, fire fucking rocks. What, <laughs> what if
1: people just spend years of their life watching Game of Thrones? What for? Fire. Dragons breathing oh. fire. Yeah, I thought it was just the fire yeah, they well, said. Well, dragons too. Game of fire. Yeah, but, you know, where does that fire come from? A dragon. That's
2: what I'm talking yeah. about. I I thought this was a big deal. The only thing I could think of, and I know this probably shouldn't be the main takeaway from it, but I was like, how bad do fucking Impact and ROH suck that they're on (laughs) fucking... What, what? I don't even know. Impact used to be on Pop TV. They're not even on that anymore. They're N- on like
1: a nature network. Uh, are they not on Pop anymore? No. Oh. No. They're on well, like – I've been watching them on Twitch. Okay. There you go. Because they're putting it – they're simulcasting it for free online. Oh, that's always a good sign that you're doing it's, it's well. It's not very good, honestly. They're, shocking. Are you yeah. – hang on. Are you – this
2: might be even hotter than the Brock take. Are you telling me Impact isn't <laughs> the greatest show out there? I mean there? like
1: <laughs> I've tuned in and i, I like – what do we always say about Impact? Their women's division? Very good. Yeah going to stay good because oh boy yeah. i think jordan grace made a huge mistake aye this aye week aye. So deciding to stay there five years yeah that's... impact isn't here in five years no, jordan No, <laughs> they're not um but you know what that company has been very good to both her and tessa so if they want to reward that loyalty like, that's I, – I see a future where Impact is almost an entirely women's-led company.
2: It's the shimmer U.S. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, hey, they, they need something. They just need something.
1: Yeah, but they clearly see that, that Tessa and Jordan are – are the future for them, and I don't think that's the worst bet. And if someone's going to invest in you on that level, and you want to return the favor, maybe that's understandable. But yes, you're right. Uh, see, when I've tuned in on Twitch, though, instead of commercial breaks, when oh, the TV no. <laughs> would go to commercial, what's the uh, ring announcer from uh, Lucha Underground married to Brian Cage?
2: Oh, um, uh, no, no longer married. But I know who oh, you're talking about. Oh, not married about. anymore. No, no, no. I, I think there like something greasy went down there. If I'm oh, not they had mistaken. A kid. <laughs> Did
1: they? Yeah.
2: Lord, I know who you're talking about, though. Well,
1: she just, like, she hops on Twitch during the commercial breaks, and it's literally like her talking into a camera in a hotel room, and she's, like, reading messages out of the chat, and it's very weird. Melissa Santos is her name. It's very, very weird, and it goes on way too long Mm -hmm. because I don't know how long the commercial breaks they have to take are on this network that they're on, but... uh, let me tell you it really drags down their their podcast in a <laughs> huge way. Very is- very weird. It,
2: which is too bad because like custom online commercials to fill in. Uh, I don't know if you ever stream anything on timer where they do like they'll do like custom commercials sometimes. No, we don't talk about that website. We don't oh. want it taken down. <laughs> I by timer I meant uh, he's having the Taima his life right. ever watching
1: sit, the the wrestling. Ask
2: me what time I sit down to watch Raw. <laughs> what time do, are you watching wrestling? Five p.m. Yeah, there that's, we go. That's when I tune in. <laughs> JMO, let's dive into this Double or Nothing card. Hey, what do you say? Yeah, I think yeah, but because I think I have a I have a prediction here, JMO. I think as I start to read through this, you might you might like it less. Than you
1: think you do I just don't know That we've talked about this before And maybe we have Yeah When the rumor was That they were going to end up With Turner It's because Ted Turner himself Fucking loves wrestling Yeah Oh like, yeah He did not make the decision To cancel and sell no. WCW That was made by the conglomerate AOL Time Warner If it was just Turner WCW never would have been cancelled Yeah that's exactly right, and he, I think, has spoken pretty openly about that, too. So, so it's, it's fun, a, fun for him, too. Yeah, and not a surprise that they would end up with
2: him in the end. Definitely something to, like, keep an eye on. Yeah. Jamie, are you ready to hear about this? Yeah, let's go through this card. Let's open with SoCal Uncensored versus Strong Hearts. So SoCal Uncensored, of course, Daniels Kazarian and uh, Scorpio Sky. Fun trio. Strong Hearts is Seema, T-Hawk, and El Linda Man. I don't know who El Linda Man is.
1: Is this a, a trio from Mexico or a trio from China?
2: I just heard the name L Lindeman. I'm going to say Mexico, but okay. I don't know. I truly don't know who this yeah, gentleman is. I don't know
1: any build on this. Um,
2: oh, no. looks like I'm wrong. Uh, Yuga Hayashi is his birth name, born in uh, Tokyo, Japan. So oh, there so you go.
1: Japanese. There we go. Maybe somebody to watch. Yeah. Uh, okay. I thought <laughs> SEMA was one of their – didn't they partner with like a Chinese company? Oh, yeah, I'm
2: looking at this faction. You must be right. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. All three of them are of the Asian persuasion.
1: So, so. Um, you know, I I like SCU, man. <laughs> Remember I just... how over
2: they were at Ballroom Brawl when Kazarian came out? <laughs> SCU. People were stoked.
1: Uh, I wasn't there for that night. I was only there for night one. Oh, right.
2: Please. Shoot. Sorry. Well, trust me that SCU was weirdly over in Vancouver well, for a SCU night. Well,
1: SCU was hugely over at All In also. They were right. probably one of the most overacts on that entire show.
2: I mean, Dan- Daniels and Kazarian i just seen wrestle a lot. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I really have. Scored Sky came out, he was wearing like uh, Apollo uh, Creed tights. Okay, like American flag. Oh yeah, I trunks. remember this. It was fun. That is cool. Yeah.
2: I don't have a ton to say about the match. No, I mean, me neither. We I don't. We don't, need,
1: we don't know anything about the other three yeah. guys there. So what just, can we say?
2: Well, a lot of these. There's also no build, so we're just yeah.
1: gonna have to. But see. like, am I interested to see what SCU is gonna get up to on the show? Yeah. Huh. Probably. Should be fun. Britt Baker versus Nyla Rose versus Kylie Ray, who I'm not familiar with,
2: Kylie Ray. Kylie
1: Ray is sort of like uh Bailey slash Dakota Kai. Okay. She's got like a very kid friendly gimmick. She usually wears a a, a a top that has like a cartoon character face on it. Okay. Um she's good. She, All right. She I think she is going to be the star of their women's division. And, wow! And I, I like think, that. I think th- it will be a very interesting comparison as the year goes on to come to look at the way AEW books Kylie Ray versus the way WWE books Bailey. Let's keep
2: let's keep an eye on. So exactly. I am interested in that match. Yeah, we got to figure out what we do for the show in terms of AEW television. Yeah, I don't know that I have a, a fourth night of television watching. Well, every-
1: what where's it even going to air? Because I thought yeah. I thought Rogers would probably scoop it up because yeah. we have wwe we have wwe we have the nhl we tried it we have the chl we have like a hockey monopoly we have a wrestling monopoly currently yeah i would think and i say we because i work there i would think that we would try to maintain that wrestling monopoly but i was being told by other people that i've talked to about this yeah that there's probably a condition in the wwe contract that prevents us from carrying
2: oh very interesting can I can I tell you something that I've noticed that might support that a little sure, bit? Sure. TSN is pushing their uh, their streaming service, TSN Direct, right now, uh, where you can just get all of their things uh, live, which is kind of interesting. But they've scooped up a bunch of like small MMA promotions that are now being shown on TSN five and TSN Direct. I could see AEW landing on T S N just as and the push. They for... already
1: did that big documentary engraved on a nation on Kenny Omega earlier in the year, so there is a it's not like there's a lack of precedent for that. No, but certainly. Not. I was thinking T S N back in the day used to carry both RAW and Nitro. Yeah, that's true. But obviously WWE a much bigger media conglomerate at this point. No and doubt. I think there was rules preventing TNA and WWE from being on the same carrier. Oh, is that right? uh, Possibly. I've heard that.
2: Next match, JMO is a uh, Kip Savian. Kip Savian versus Sammy Guevara. Uh, Sammy Guevara, who we, we've also seen at, at ballroom brawl Wasn't before. Not impressed with him. Yeah, I, I remember. Yeah, I think Brock, my my dear friend and drummer, Brock Widerick, uh was sort of hot on him. Had watched uh, him in PWG and said, "Oh, this guy's really talented." I don't know if he called it in that night. Yeah, it's or, also
1: possible we just catch a guy on an off night. Yeah, an, that's right. That he flew in uh, for. Him and, but,
2: but I've also seen Kip Sabian a couple times as well. I'm not familiar. This. I could see, this is like your no personality but great in-ring potential match here. I'm actually sort of looking forward to this. I would like to leave this match with a strong impression okay. of both guys. I'm into it. Uh, I'm not going to read out everyone in the 21-man battle royal, but let's talk about the step, because it's very interesting, which is this battle royal, the winner of the battle royal, will challenge the winner of... Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho for the AEW championship, which I think is fun.
1: At the um, Jacksonville show in July? I don't
2: think it's been announced where at yet. Hmm. The, 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 oh, no, Omega already has a match for, for that. Uh Yeah, so so probably not for that. Maybe all in two. We'll see. Huh. But uh, Brian Pillman Jr. in this match, Joey Janela in this match, Jimmy Hamm- Havoc in this match, Jungle Boy, the Luchasaurus, Sean Spears, the former Ty Dillinger. Sean shirt.
1: Spears got announced yesterday. Uh, yeah.
2: So there's some names in here. I'm more interested in this Battle Royal than I've been in a Battle Royal in
1: maybe ever. I'd just like to pat myself on the back. Go there. ahead. Knowing that Ty Dillinger would go to AEW and being told, wow, what are they going to need a guy like that for? Who said that? I think you
2: did. <laughs> no, I said that he's a lot because I'm in Cody your boys. Yeah,
1: okay. Yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. Yeah. I had people being like, Ugh, he sucks. He's just going to work the Canadian yeah. Indies. No,
2: I remember what I said. I said they're going to need job guys. Yeah, that's
1: what I said, <laughs> yeah, too. That's... Ah, that's why we're the good friends. Hashtag uh, <laughs>
2: fun tag team match here, JMO, <laughs> as uh, the Young Bucks are taking on
1: uh, the Lucha Bros. I'm into that. You gotta love it, yeah, right? That, There's no this way is, this sucks. This is the reason to buy this show. Yeah,
2: e- even, this is like the in-ring, I mean, what could you say about these guys? Extremely proven commodities, all four of them, four mm-hmm. of the best tag team wrestlers on earth, a lot of ways you could go with it, and it's for the Triple A championship, so no AEW tag belts on the line yet, but uh, we'll yeah. We'll get there at all
1: in two, I would imagine. I think
2: that's absolutely the case, so. Very fun. Apparently there's a glimpse of the world championship in the last um, or Nothing, Road to double or (laughs) Nothing video that's coming up today. So I'll tweet that out from the Top Marks account later at Top Marks Pod. Uh, Six six women tag team match routine. Aja Kong, Yuka Sasaki, Emi Sakura, Hikaru Shida, Ryo Abe, and Ryo... I'm going to say Ryo Abe. Abe and... Rio Muzanabi. So, JMO, I know you know all of these wrestlers That's inside why I and out. Your name, yeah. Pronunciation so, there. so yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd like to. <laughs> what's your? Brain, who, who's taking this one down, JMO? What, what uh. are you?
1: <laughs> Any, I have no prediction on this. I don't I'm know. I'm going to say Rio Abe just because uh, it rolls off the tongue in a nice way. You mean
2: her team that has two people named Rio exactly. on it. Exactly. So, Rio yeah. Abe, the team of. <laughs> their name is Rio, and they're going to win the match. Wow, that was. I got to tell you, that gave me a second. I'm fired up after <laughs> that. Uh, Jaybo, the best friends who, who of course, we were fans of on this program are yeah. uh, taking on uh, Angelico and Jack Evans, who I, I like from my the first two seasons of Lucha Underground. So. There's things on this card. We haven't obviously talked about the main event yet or the, the co-main. Of Co- I suppose we touched on Cody versus Dustin, which I suppose is the story we could sort of break down. Yeah. The two brothers, they both dropped their last name. They're no longer Stardust and Goldust, and they're here to complete the feud from 2015. I mean, in-ring, they're probably going to do some smoke and mirror stuff here, but I could see a very similar to the Cody in all this match I- from uh, I- All In. An old-school... I could get into this match.
1: I just think it's important to do this. Yeah. Because... That's a good way of saying it. We just talked about they're fired up, obviously, that they get to pay off this story that they built up over the course of several years in WWE they built up this story with their father while he was still alive. Yep. Dusty was a very important part of the storyline that was told in kind of Cody's descent into madness and Dustin trying to bring him back. It came out of the the Rhodes brothers tag team thing that Dusty was a huge part of as well. I think when we've talked about this show as being the launch of the company, you need this. This is this is the ultimate yep. tribute to Dusty. Yeah. And and exactly like what you said to me, I got super into Cody versus Aldis as a match. It had a very '80s main event vibe. It was it was a ton of fun. But more than that, seeing him win the old man's belt was a That's very moment, yeah. emotional moment. Yeah, and no matter what happens in the ring in this match, I think we're gonna get that emotional moment, the heart stealing moment of the night. Not necessarily the scene stealing moment. Don't you think there must
2: have been some discussions about folding the NWA title into AEW? Yeah, I just think Corgan is determined to do his own thing, though. God bless him. Uh, Let's talk about the main event, JMO. Alpha Omega 2, uh, the, the great Kenny Omega taking on Chris Jericho. Do we think they're going to put the belt on Jericho here to, uh-huh. to lend some legitimacy to it? Is he the first AEW champion, or does Omega have more upside? I actually find the, the, the outcome of this match very hard to predict.
1: Yeah, because you could go either way and ultimately put the belt on Kenny at all-in, too. Let yep. Jericho be the champ all summer long. Um, yeah, it does lend it some legitimacy, but it's also you only get one number one guy, yep. right? Yep. And Kenny, I feel like, should be that guy, but it's also maybe too obvious. I think, ultimately, the fact that we can't predict it... It's a very good sign for this company. I
2: hate to to take the, the boring helicopter meta view on it, mm-hmm. but I do also feel like Jericho gets one back here from, from Omega beating him in Japan. I think so too, and then the rematch is the, the trilogy. Yes, exactly. Uh, that, that That's how I see it going, and I think that's probably it all in, th- or all in two as well, is uh, the trilogy match between those guys. And honestly, if you're launching AEW... I'm not going to say it would be dumb to not put it on Jericho, but Jericho can get press holding that belt that Omega just can't
1: get. What do we just spend 20 minutes arguing about? Brock Lesnar. Pop culture clout. Yeah. That's the number one thing that everyone is in pursuit of. Jericho has it. Jericho yep. can give you that right out the gate. He's doing press everywhere this like week. Like I just said, nobody wanted to talk to me about All In. When Jericho signed with AEW, yeah. everyone wanted to talk to me about that.
2: If I'm AEW, I'm putting it on Jericho here. I think, as we, brought, we said, how much legitimacy he brings. I'm not saying that company needs legitimizing, mm-hmm. but I do think if it's like Chris Jericho is the champion of this, and you have him with that belt, and he's doing the rounds, he's doing the press. I think that lends you something that Omega doesn't. And I mean, listen, you couldn't say enough good things about Kenny Omega. Yeah, I
1: don't know if this is just on me, the fact that I haven't been watching Road to All, uh, Road to Double or Nothing, yeah. or Being the Elite lately, really. Um, but I felt like uh, Omega Jericho, Alpha Omega, the first one. Had one of the great builds of its year. Had oh, one yeah. of the great builds of the decade, basically. Oh, yeah. And that was built on three segments. All it takes, man. They were all so strong. Dude, think of Alistair Black, Velveteen Dreams. Same true, thing. True, but like, has there been that for this and I just haven't no. been watching nope. it? Nope. Are they just banking on us already buying in based on how good the last one was? Well, Both the last one being it, All In and Alpha Omega.
2: Yeah, I, I think it's sort of both of those things at once, if that makes sense. It... I don't know, man. It's going to be tricky to see because it. I can't help but feel like Road to Double or Nothing and being the elite. This was said in our Patreon chat today, and I, I agree with it. Some of them do come off sort of infomercially, so it's mm-hmm. hard to. Uh, I yeah, don't
1: when listen. they take that break in the middle to promote their merch website. I'm like, it's, fucking it's like, why what, what, are we doing what, 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 this? Yeah, it's like
2: you already. They already have this reputation of like, AEW, the T-shirt company. It's like yeah. you, you might want to distance yourself from that a bit. But no, I. I don't think you can have that on the state-run television. To use that term again, right? Like yeah. it has to be. But I'd love to see those guys rekindle some heat, and maybe they will do it this week because I believe there is a press event this week before Double or Nothing. Yeah, so you can
1: honestly even do it with a backstage segment on the show just before have, the match. Just have Jericho swear and throw some yeah. stuff around. It's endlessly incredible. Just to uh, make sure that you know, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to see Alicia Atoot with a backstage segment. Where I have a small Mike crush doesn't doesn't on that work. woman. Yeah, I don't. She's very pretty. Is she? You don't think Alicia Atoot? No, oh, not really. Oh my goodness, I think. Mamma Mia. No. I think she and I, when I think of mean. anyway,
2: it's, uh, did you see this about Moby? Never really dated. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's I fun. think
1: Mamma Mia, but I think Mamma Mia, the movie, something I don't want to see. You don't like ABBA? <laughs> wow. Now that's worse <laughs> Not than enough the to th- watch a two hour <laughs> music. I
2: think we have our worst <laughs> listener take or co host <laughs> take of the year.
1: Doesn't, if you don't like
2: Alba Gold, I don't want you listening listen to this before podcast. Before
1: we move on to the listener mailbag. The what? The listener mailbag?
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Before we do that,
1: uh, let's talk about. Uh, this is a casino show, Double or Nothing. Yep. Let's yep. talk about the buy-in. Mm. This is a sixty-dollar pay-per-view. What? All in was thirty bucks. I thought
2: this was thirty-five.
1: Is it? No, you could be right. When I saw the price point get announced a couple weeks ago, it was it was staggeringly high. Sixty. Yeah, and that, and then you're gonna do that in, again in July and again in September. You cannot. No, it is not feasible. Yeah, cuz it's on I think it's on uh Bleacher Report live. Yeah, which BCR is live. a 999 a month subscription service. But I'm pretty sure it's a special event and I think uh, it's 60 bucks. I might be wrong about this. Sure. But like that's not feasible. You cannot run pay-per-views like pay-per-views anymore. All in part of what was so good about it was like it was 30 bucks. You can justify that. You can have four people over and put in $8 each and boom, presto, yeah. you're good.
2: It, it's tricky because Traditional pay-per-view, and this is something I can speak to as a boxing and MMA guy, it's fading at a very rapid pace and has been for the last three years or so, maybe even longer. Like, Conor McGregor can move the needle, but virtually every other pay-per-view number is in the toilet. You have to take that and two-fold it for the wrestling fan. Yeah. It's been so conditioned by the network that... Pay per view doesn't really exist, you yeah. know. And then you're there already. You go one step further. I think specifically AEW's existing fan base, the Bullet Club bros. I think those people are very keen to streaming. I really do. Yeah. So
1: like you know, we're we're talking about it. What are we gonna do this weekend? Yeah. Well, if it doesn't make sense to get the boys together to watch on Saturday night. Yep. Yeah. We were already talking this morning about having a Sunday morning breakfast viewing party where we just stream it for free. Yeah, not and purchasing if, it. And if you and I are talking about that, and we are dedicated fans, oh, and we want this company to succeed, yeah. I think there's people a lot cheaper out there who are much more willing to cut those corners. So I'm going to go on the record. If it's actually $60, bucks, they are pricing themselves out of
2: uh, a who, lot of money. Who's, who's paying $60 for a pay-per-view? Yeah, nobody. For no, no offense, respect to everybody on this card, but
1: what that, that used to be what you'd pay for a WWF show, yeah,
2: eighteen years ago. What'd you pay for Money in the Bank this weekend with a zillion stars on it? I mean, it's you know. Uh,
1: I mean, what did I pay for that? Yeah, nine ninety nine. But we split that account. So yeah, it was five dollars. Yeah,
2: nothing. Well, we split it between four people. Yeah. I mean, it's truly nothing. So. Yeah, they they put themselves in a tricky spot. I'm glad you brought this up if that's the case. I'm going to I'm going to go a step further. I'm going to I'm going to give you a hard number on how many pay-per-views I think they sell at the $60 price point. Okay. 18,000. Extremely low. That's really? where I place it. Uh there's been some other Horrible pay per views that I, do I, around see, the 10,000 mark.
1: I think there's interest enough that it'll be higher than that, but if they try to do this again with the Jacksonville show, I don't think it's going to sell very well. Oh, dude, 60 bucks, a lot of scratch. I know. Think how much fun you can have with 60 bucks. I know. Uh, that disappoints me to hear. JMo, I
2: think it's time that we do transition to the listener mailbag. Our first question this week comes to us from My Nemesis. It's Dank Reynolds. It's at Book of Lube, and he asks, what is the most cliche local high school gym indie-fed wrestler gimmick that has huge main event potential in a big-money global company? <laughs> Tremendous question. Because I do think that that we've really gotten away from being able to explain who wrestlers are in one sentence. I think that was something called the Attitude Era. You can look at the, the top ten guys and, in a sentence. You you can crank out what their character is. I would like to see some some... Not indification, but but a, a, some clear characters coming through. My answer is King of the Yukon. No, no Anybody come to mind for you, j I'm thinking
1: about Ferg, our boy Ferg. I was literally going to think of Big Ferg. Because he's been on the show before. Of he's course. he's a friend of ours. But at the same time, I'm thinking about his, like, Border Patrol gimmick. Yep. That's a great one. But is that too similar to Boss Man? Is that not just Boss Man, if you were to put it on TV?
2: I think you would have to do it specifically to the border. A little bit like Real Americans, where it's like... No, we're protecting America from the outside. Uh, for those of you who haven't listened, uh, our friend Fergie has a, an alternate gimmick where he he plays a uh, a border that him and his uh, Nick Pesky are the border patrol, and they're assholes who dress like cops and don't let anybody into Canada. I guess, <laughs> but yeah, uh,
1: it's they, a, they really work this gimmick when they go down to Seattle, and it's a huge hit. But it's awesome. I mean, they they get booze
2: like like nothing else. It's a tr- tremendous gimmick. So something like that, something that gets across to everybody, I think that's a great See, answer. Yeah, because
1: if you just can put a uniform on, I mean, that's what. So so Many gimmicks were back in the day. Who doesn't hate right? the cops? Yeah. Okay, so, well, let's move on to our next question But here. I feel like that's a cheat answer, but it's perfect. No, at it's, the same it's the, time. I
2: feel like it's the, the right answer. All
1: right. Well, uh, I know he's a listener, so he's going to love that.
2: That's absolutely correct. He, hey, Ferg. He, he, t- he uh, tweeted us today, said great show last yeah. week. So thanks, Ferg. We love you. Uh, I see Scoots Brodo's name here, uh, and I see that he's joined me in Pausey Vibes 2019, which is what we're doing this year, positive <laughs> vibes only. And he says, good vibes only, Scoots Brodo, at Scoots Brodo asks. The hashtag GoodFriends are competing in the inaugural hashtag good friends Olympics, And the first event is a five-kilometer, three-miles in parentheses, rickshaw race where one wrestler has to pull the rickshaw you're riding in. Which wrestler do you pick to ensure your complete victory? Okay, so someone's dragging you, someone's mm-hmm. dragging me in a rickshaw. Who is pulling you, Madman? All
1: right, I'm looking at the the uh, event right now. I, I was off by $10. Double or nothing is oh, $49.99. Oh. 50 oh, okay. bucks.
2: Yeah, still too high.
1: Yeah, still too high. 30, 30 was the sweet spot. You're fucking it up. You're getting too greedy here. I just wanted to confirm. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate that. that.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It took me a little while to Google. I it. have an answer anyway for who's dragging me in the the Olympics because I don't think you you can't go with somebody so big no. that they're slow.
1: Yeah, because I I'm you know I'm a heavier guy. You need somebody with muscles. Got to so be, be strong I'm for think, sure. I'm thinking of Braun Strowman, but we've seen Braun Strowman run on television. That's right. It's a it's a comedy act. I think this comes down to two guys. I think it comes down to Brock Lesnar and Bobby
2: Lashley.
0: Ooh, Uh, yeah. Because
2: my initial thinking was Brock Lesnar for all the reasons we think. Natural, athleticism, all these things. But do you remember when Bobby Lashley did that obstacle course on Raw? Mm -hmm.
0: I found that genuinely
2: impressive. Like, he was soaring through that shit. I'm going to go Brock Lesnar, though, because I've seen it. He he was on the bench for the Minnesota Vikings, so you know he has like some explosiveness. I feel like his cardio blows up in these short matches
1: all the time.
2: That is true, but I would still... I've seen him do... 15 minutes of MMA before, which I feel like is more tiring than dragging my ass for 5K.
1: Yeah, fair. Now, if you're going to leave Bobby Lashley on the table for me, it's a pretty
2: compelling pick. It's hard to not go with him.
1: But I'm also thinking, who's another guy who's ran an obstacle course in the past to disastrous results, (laughs) but is also a former football player. (laughs) Yeah, of course. He's got the muscles for it. Mm -hmm. Even if I completely fuck this up... (laughs) Even if this went completely off the rails, I still think the footage from it would be so good that, you know, we're talking about pop freaking culture Pop over freaking here. culture. Me and Titus O'Neil. Oh. It's got to be Big Titus. Wow. I don't want to beat you guys. Those are two people I really like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Who did you think I was talking about? No,
2: I thought you were talking about Titus.
1: Okay, because the whole time I'm laying out these hints that are yeah, obviously yeah. Titus, and then I said him, and you were like,
2: <gasps> For some reason, it <laughs> occurred to me, like, the pairing of you two, it's like, man, I just really like it. The creator of Titus yeah. Worldwide yeah. and Titus exactly. O'Neil, that's, that's incredible.
1: That's, that's too great. You yeah, he can finally give me the daps I deserve for <laughs> giving him the gimmick he's been riding for years now.
2: Next question, j comes to us from Yowie Wowie. It's at Boofer OC, our friend Brandon O'Connor, of course, and he asks – what two wrestlers would you most like to watch in the following scenarios? So let's answer scenario A first, okay? okay? Okay. You are high on acid, and they are clean and sober. So you're just picking one here. You don't even get to pick their opponent. You just get to see somebody mm. wrestle while well, you're on acid. We'll say front row here. Yeah. Not that I have any experience doing that. I've never done
1: acid before. I'll be clear on that. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, <laughs> yeah. But I'm assuming yeah. I have it this week. I'm either assuming so it's gonna it's gonna be uh, you know make some for some crazy visuals. Yeah, so absolutely. I pick a, a light show. Yeah. Oh, that's a great so, idea. So I don't want to do an intergender match here because I don't want to go down that road. But I do want Naomi to be involved. Oh, so that's so good. So Naomi is going to be my special guest referee. Oh, this is great. And she is going to be a fi- officiating a contest between. But does she get her full entrance? Of still? course. Yeah. yes. Yeah. Good. Of good. course. She puts on the ref shirt when she gets to the ring. Hell yeah. 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 So Naomi is the guest referee, and the match is going to go down between Chris Jericho.
2: Oh, the jacket entrance, sure.
1: And El Phantasmo. I mean, LP was the, I mean, what
2: a great answer there. I I love those. And and for all those same reasons, bright, colorful, great. Uh, when this question was, was presented to us, it was the first, in, it's one of these times where the, the first instinct hits my mind. It's like, I'm not going to change from this, because okay. I'm imagining myself sitting at a wrestling show on acid, something I've never done you know, I'm just imagining what it might be like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and No Way
1: Jose's music hits. Oh, that's a great choice. And he's got
2: the, you know, all these wacky cast of characters mm-hmm. with him. And they're, they're parading in front of me. This...
1: And you're hallucinating that it's like everyone from your past, <laughs> every grade school teacher you've ever had is a member of What's the What's Miss Shuttleworth
2: doing with No Way Jose? <laughs> <laughs> don't, I don't even know each other.
1: Ask me how I believe. <laughs> no way, Jose. <laughs> it's, it's the no way, Jose conga line. This is your life for so, Josh Custodio. <laughs>
2: but JMO, you probably know where I'm going with this already. Because there's only actually. one person who I can have wrestle no way, Jose. And it's and I'm bringing them back. This is someone who doesn't even wrestle anymore. It's not Leo Kruger. It's Adam Rose and the Rose Oh,
1: yeah.
2: So we're having posses come out of, of fuzzy characters. And, and, and,
1: and big e- dance parties. That's absolutely right. And,
2: oh, 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 oh. oh Whoa, whoa. So so those are uh, what I'm going to So let's move over to scenario B, Jmo, where the tables are turned and You are clean and sober, and this wrestler of your choosing
1: is on acid. It must wrestle a uh, match. Okay, so I'm watching two wrestlers on acid wrestle each other. Sure.
2: I mean, he only says one here. But but I'm going to book the match.
1: They're both going to be on keep acid. Keep one of them
2: sober because there could be no match two people on no, acid. No, I
1: think these guys could do a match All on right, acid here together. we go. I'm going to book uh, The Sandman. Well, sure. I mean, acid's basically sober to The Sandman. Exactly. That's, so he'd still yeah. be able to work the match. Yeah, he, as good as he ever <laughs> can. <laughs> He's going to be yeah. taking on King of the Deathmatch, Jimmy Lloyd. <laughs>
2: He's- Jimmy Lloyd is not king of the death match. But Jimmy Lloyd, well, he
1: won the tournament of death last year. Jimmy
2: Lloyd is king of the gas station. Attendance. Yeah, exactly. Although Jimmy Lloyd kicks ass, so I don't want to yeah, So him I here. could have picked like Tremont,
1: but yeah. I, but I feel like Tremont would just go berserk
2: on acid. Well, and Tremont like always talks about how much he loves his wife, and it's like sort of down home. I don't even know uh, that so he like maybe
1: like the softy side of him. Would yeah, come out if he was I feel on drugs like, like that. I feel
2: like your pick is yeah. is very good here.
1: Sandman and Jimmy Lloyd, I feel like would have a real violent barn burner on drugs.
2: Though you might not want to cause the violence on acid.
1: That's true. But maybe
2: that's the interest.
1: Yeah. Uh, maybe, two- they, maybe they both die. We'll find out.
2: <laughs> that's a true death deathmatch. $60, folks. Tune on in. <laughs> so I'm going to give my first competitor right now, and I don't think it's very fun or interesting, but I'm going to say Joey Janella, because okay. I think he could he could run the match. I feel like he's probably tried acid before. I feel like... He's your general. That's, that's exactly right. But there's only one guy. I mean, I feel like if I answer one question on this week, it's this one. There's only one guy I want to see wrestle a match on acid, and it's a man who prides himself on being... One of the great wrestlers of all time and is up his own ass and and has a lot of ego and something that I think acid can can help cure in some ways. I'm going to have CM Punk take acid and start wrestling.
1: Oh, I thought it was going to be Triple H maybe. Oh God, Triple H could use a tab.
2: There's no doubt about it. But there's, there's no. But CM Punk, I feel like the seeing the Straight Edge thing melt away from him in front of me as he yeah. tries to wrestle Joey Janela, and he must face the man in the mirror, whose his, his principles are tested against him. That's the real match. Joey Janela is only auxiliary to to this match. It's it's CM Punk finding himself and realize maybe that's a little too hard
1: on everyone. Yeah, it's okay to be nice. That's my answer. I'm in, I'm into it. I want to see both matches. JMO, I just want a one-word answer. Card.
2: This <laughs> really yeah, is a great question, and I must say, great questions across the board this week. Here we got another Cullen Classic coming oh up. Oh my second lord! Here. A hashtag Cullen Classic. JMO, just give me a one-word answer here. Okay. It comes to us from the Nick Patan super fan. It's Blair, Blair Pacheco. Pacheco. What's the largest animal Tyler Bate could suplex? Would you like me to go first? Yes. A
1: wildcat. I'm gonna go with an ostrich. That's a big in- Yeah, He could, though. He could do it. I love that answer. Yeah, it'll kill the ostrich, though, probably. There's yeah. no way it doesn't come down hard on its <laughs> neck. I, I absolutely hate love it. I to see it die, but, you know, he
2: can do it. <laughs> we'll close with a Colin classic, even though it is here next. So I'll ask this one. And we've come up a million times on the show, but he's coming up one more time. It's Mike Noble at Bike Melon. roommate made of the show. That? And he asks. He asks. And what do you answer? <laughs> the, the question is, who becomes 24-7 champ first? Josh or Justin? Or in this case, me or you? Who's taking that 24-7
1: belt? Well, we didn't even talk about it. I was prepared to circle oh, yeah. back to it before we closed the yeah, show. Yeah, let's because use this. We, we needed to talk about this. It debuted on Monday. Mick Foley with the debut. Yeah. Mick blamed himself for a bad reaction. Oh, I actually your thought your promo was great. Yeah, I thought so too. But he debuts the, be- the belt. The belt looks cheap as hell. The belt has blank side plates. They didn't put anything on the side plates. Uh, our
2: local indies belt is much nicer than
1: that. Yes, it looked period. Like, <laughs> it looked like it was commissioned. Twenty four seven is right. The, yeah, twenty four <laughs> hours, and then they called up and were like, actually seven hours. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah.
2: You have you have whatever twenty four plus seven is in hours. But, but look no one can figure out that math.
1: I love the gimmick. It's been so fun. Crash so far. Holly is one of my favorite guys yep. ever. Uh, gone way too soon. Would rest lo- in peace. Would love it. Like, think of c- if Crash Holly was still working the indies right now. That would be unreal. Crash Holly working spring breaks, but How good would that PCO be? PCO
2: versus Crash Holly. Yeah.
1: Unreal. Mm-hmm. But we don't get that, unfortunately, because rest in peace. Uh, but he is one of my all-time favorites. Mm-hmm. And I love the gimmick when Joey Ryan fully leaned into sure, it yep. and turned it into a big-time Twitter thing. As soon as this belt came out, I was, I was making jokes on... Sunday night, when they were teasing a new belt announcement, I said they were going to bring back the internet title and put it on <laughs> Lars Sullivan.
2: You were righter than you thought.
1: <laughs> it is the internet title, though, yeah. in a big way. Because, in a great way. Because this is, this is going to be a, a belt for Twitter, and we're already seeing it pay off. Yep. What, what is the, we've talked about this multiple times over the last couple weeks. Twitter... Is where these guys get to be creative. Twitter is where these guys get to build characters in a way that they do not get to on TV.
2: Drake Maverick has been better on Twitter the last two days than he's been on television his, his entire, entire run. run. That's just true. Maybe
1: even his entire run in impact. Yeah, like
2: well, he he does have yeah, what my second favorite match in impact ever. Have I ever said this before? Yeah. Him and yeah. uh EC3. EC3, the hair versus hair match. I just yeah. I should rewatch that. Just but love that. His match.
1: his video stuff, he is the clear 24/7 MVP right oh, now. Yeah. But these are early days. Like just wait. Otis is in that running. Yeah.
2: Our truth is in that running. I mean, this has been very enjoyable to watch. And listen, this should have existed for ages. Now, do I wish the belt looked nicer? Of course. Mm -hmm. Like, it it really should have.
1: But, if you take the belt that they did commission, and you put it on uh, pavement, and then you run a truck over it, and it's all shattered up like the old hardcore belt probably not bad.
2: I hope this thing looks like shit Probably three pretty good. It yeah. would be pretty good.
1: Absolutely. Yeah,
2: I'm, I'm, I'm very uh, encouraged by what's been so and, far. And we
1: it. were also talking about one of the fun things with the blank side plates is because the belt's going to change hands so often, instead of having custom side plates, people just slap their own stickers on it. Just like piles yeah. by the end. Yeah, just have a huge pile of stickers like on my the side base. of this thing. I, I'm very into it. Me too. I think it's been a ton of fun on TV already, but more than that, it's made Twitter super fun. And it's hard to say that, that Twitter has been a standout this week in WWE, when if you look at the weeks previous, Twitter was like a huge standout. They're finally using it to drive interest to television.
2: Well, and I don't want to be a negative Nancy, because I do really think they've come out of the gate strong here, and I mm-hmm. think it's putting a spotlight on some guys who use it. Can it be good a year from now? I think so. I hope you're right. I It has to be done correctly. It's hard for me to imagine being as interested in it a year from now. But but think of
1: all these guys who are finding their footing on Twitch. It's not just Xavier Woods, Tyler Breeze, and Ty Dillinger, Dillinger, and Baron Corbin. The Sweets is a very popular streaming channel. If Tyler Breeze can take his video production acumen that he's using for streaming and put himself into the mix with this title... That does something for a guy that we have been clamoring for them to do anything with for the better part of like 8 months now.
2: If I could say one wrinkle, I would like to see added to it. I don't I'm just going to use the the timeline of 30 days but but yeah. i don't actually have a number yeah. it's like you get something if you can hold it for a certain amount of time successfully i don't know if that's a title yeah, shot or like a little bonus yeah wh- whatever it is like if you can somehow hold on to this thing for 30 days you which should a be impossible a vacation yes yeah, some so there should be something that's some what, sort like of state that's
1: what they put it on on the line for like mixed match challenge yeah that's right
2: yeah end. something or, or rumble entrance whatever it is mm-hmm. Something would, would be fun for me.
1: But and I also saw complaints about, well, it's a 24/7 title, but you're not going to have it defended for the first two hours of raw. I actually think that's good. Oh, yeah. Because no. because you're building this thing up as this, you know, constantly looking over your shoulder. You get a two-hour safe period during the first two hours of Raw, and then the rest of your life is
2: like the purge. Yeah, no, I, I thought that was a, an absolutely great call. And uh, to, to Mike's specific question, Justin's much better at Twitter than I am, so I'll say Justin would get the 24-7 timer. I don't tighter. know, I
1: think you're pretty good at, at video stuff better than me.
2: Oh, yeah, I, I know so what I you mean. I only used
1: Instagram stories for the first time ever this weekend. Right. Yeah, I guess that's true.
2: Yeah, I don't know. It might be – t- we would feud for it maybe over yeah. on, uh, at top. I'm good,
1: I'm good at typing tweets. You're probably better at the old video content. Making a little but bit. But I, like, like, I just need a new phone. That's my problem. <laughs> that's my front-facing <laughs> camera does not have a working microphone. I had my screen oh, replaced, yeah. and then my m- front mic doesn't work anymore.
2: <laughs> That's almost like the start to, like, a Rodney
1: Dangerfield. Just like, all right, you changed the screen. The mic doesn't work. I can't win. Uh, yeah. J-Moore, next version speaks It's like they covered it in glue when they put the screen on. I don't know how to fix it. Son of a gun. I know.
2: Next one here, j comes from the Gray Hoodie Idiot at Nicholas East, and he asks, how does Hiromu Takahashi fit back into LIJ when he comes back? However he wants, Nick. Yeah. He's... he's uh, does he feel like it's going to be a giant return to you? I feel like it's going to be a huge return. I think
1: so, too. But, like, you know, you have him come back on a show. And yeah. then you put together a very similar video package that they had uh, when before they d- debuted Shingo. Where I'm they were to think all that in, a, was. in a bar, was oh, the, a casino, no, the casino, uh, and they were drinking uh, bourbon or whatever. You Dude, have that's... them all sitting along the bar. You pour up a bunch of bourbons, then one other glass comes oh, down. Oh. It pours up. You pull back on the glass, up the arm, up to the jacket, to the hair. Fucking, he's back. Hiromu cheerses the boys. They're all back together. I would go crazy for that.
2: I, I, I almost feel bad adding something to it because that idea is so great oh, go ahead. the only the, if I could just add a, a, a smattering of detail to it the cups each go down and mm-hmm. like the bourbon pours the bourbon pours the bourbon pours the bourbon pours the bourbon pours, the bourbon pours. and in the final glass it's like a bright colored liquor for ta- uh, for uh, Hiromu like a like, uh, blue cap. Alize or yeah. something to that extent something more colorful and he's just like because he is the and then you
1: do a full pullback and reveal that Daryl was the bartender yes I love it <laughs> (laughs)
2: Is that... I mean, I'm going so far off track here, but that casino video might be like... So sick. It's just like... It's so good. Yeah. like Naito in the suit, the roulette wheel. It's Bushi like she
1: looks so fucking cool. It's like, if
2: you've never seen wrestling before, it's like, I want to know what those guys are up yeah. <laughs> like, to. What, no, what's I going on? I want to on? see a
1: whole movie with those guys in it.
2: <laughs> Two more here, JMO. The we'll, first one comes from JDF at Planet JDF. And he asks...
1: New donor. New by donor. The way, you can also be a new donor and yes. join the chat, uh, which JDF has had a great time in.
2: Well, we don't Maybe he's hated
1: it. Yeah, maybe. But he Let us to, know, Jim. He got to join our predictor challenge. Yes,
2: pepperoni in the bag.
1: Pepperoni in the bag, which was won by... Our champion, Scoots Brodo, retained yeah. his title. Yeah, he
2: yeah, he did defend against Marlon, the man Phillips, who was healing it up. So I'm he happy did. to hear that. So yeah. congratulations but to Scoots. But Scoots
1: also healing it up. That was a heel versus heel title. Match. Yeah. It's who won the number one contendership out of that, though? I, oh, I hate when you ask me this. I, I never know. know. I'm not sure. I know it wasn't me. Yeah, <laughs> neither of us. Whoever it is, <laughs> let us know.
2: Uh, but Jim, join in. You can yeah. join it like JMO says, patreon.com slash top marks. Throw $5 in hat and join the greatest wrestling yeah. chat
1: on the internet. it's the best possible Patreon reward we could offer you. It's daily conversations. You think we are having this pop freaking culture conversation for the no. first time on the show today? No, this was a heated argument in the chat three days ago.
2: That's exactly right. That's all just rehearsal. All this, this is this is second time some of the listeners here. Exactly,
1: <laughs> this is on the big stage. Yeah, they got to see the dry run.
2: JDF asks each of you give me an example from a wrestling match that made you legitimately angry. Stipulation: the match has to be at least ten years old. Ooh. That's true. Oh, I have one. Do you want me to go first? Yeah. So I like, like uh, Justin. We've talked about this on the show before. Not WCW guys growing up for just because of how it was shown on TV. Mm-hmm. So, but I remember when Goldberg was coming to WWE. This was exciting to me. I'm finally gonna get to see this guy in action. See, see what's going on. But at his first elimination chamber, I want to say it's 2003 comes, maybe 2002 or four. Okay. Whatever it is, it's one of those elimination chambers. Goldberg is kicking ass. I'm like, okay, this is good. I'm liking it. Ric Flair hits him with a sledgehammer and then Triple H pins him. I, I just thought this was... I remember being like... because And this was in the throes of like, Triple H is God and nothing mm-hmm. can touch him. And it's like, this is what we're doing with this guy? Fucking Ric Flair and Triple H are just going to dummy him in the chamber? I was so pissed off that it's like... I want to see this guy. Everybody thinks this guy's so good and this is what I get. Ric Flair with a fucking sledgehammer and then Triple H, I I remember being like, and this is when you're paying for the pay-per-views too, right? And it's like, good God almighty. We're we're here, just the most formulaic throwaway thing and, and Prime like Vince just putting the boot down on anybody. Anybody um, from the outside, I should say.
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna pinpoint the exact moment that made me check out on pro wrestling. Wow! Survivor Series 2001. Oh gosh! The the, the climax yeah, of yeah, the yeah. invasion angle. Yeah. Uh, even the beginning of the invasion angle. Stone cold. This does Stone cold joining WCW. Yeah like the i i get like i've heard Pritchard talk about it i understand all of the problems none of the WCW guys wanted to jump over when they could get paid more money to just sit on their couch and do nothing so ultimately you do need a top star to defect over to team WCW but it's not peak Austin. It shouldn't be Austin in his it,
2: prime. Like, Well, it, it uh, here, let's even remove Austin from his prime on it. Whoever joins WCW should not be the face of WWF. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's period. Yeah, that's a that's a tremendous one. And even,
1: like, <sighs> Team Alliance in the end, the, in that Survivor Series match, yep. is Stone Cold Steve Austin, Kurt Angle, yep. Rob Van Dam, Wow. Booker T and Shane McMahon. RVD and Booker T are the only guys actually from those companies.
2: Yeah, that's weird to think about.
1: I hated this angle so much that I quit wrestling altogether. Did it make you legitimately angry? Yes, it did. Everything there about the invasion angle made me so fucking mad because that's the dream storyline. I was line. just
2: going to say, let's not get mad all over again, but like, it, what a loss. You
1: <laughs> spent like f- at least four. Four years salivating over the idea of this happening. Like you and they were... bobbled it so fucking bad it pissed me off like <laughs> none other. You
2: wasted buying a company. <laughs> like, oh yeah. That's insane oh, yeah. man. Yeah,
1: the angle heel turn the the Austin heel turn all of it was bad to me.
2: Jim, let's in at home with a hashtag Colin Classic as he asked. Uh, John Colin at Colin the Comic on Twitter and he asks a lot of wrestlers are going to go to the Saudi to do Saudi matches because the money is just too good. Not Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn or, or Daniel Black. Bryan.
1: Our boys, our boys.
2: Or and from what I understand, every woman is also not going, taking a stand. Oh, so wow. I respect
1: Sasha Banks. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's Nikki Cross. I, I, literally every woman will not be wrestling. Oh, there. I that's respect that's... Sasha Banks the most. She refuses to wrestle again until every woman in Saudi Arabia can drive. Sasha
2: Banks. Welcome, comrade. <laughs> uh, a lot of wrestlers are going to do the Saudi matches because the money is just too good. Vince McMahon offers the hashtag good friends a spot doing a live top marks in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> What's the number that gets you to forget about all the bad stuff going on? So how much money is it going to take us to go to Saudi Arabia and do a live top marks for WWE? JMO, I am embarrassed at how low my number is. How about you? <laughs>
1: um, I have ethics, obviously. I have morals. I like to think that I'm a good person. Some people might disagree. Um, so having said that... <laughs> I, 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 I can't agree to something so low that it's, like, pathetic. Like, I'm not going to agree to anything that's in the hundreds. I'm not even going to agree to anything that's in the single thousands, even though, like, $9,999 would be... It's coming close. <laughs> ...would be pretty good. I'm going to... Um, Go for, like, the bare minimum amount of money that could, like, reset my entire life yeah. from a financial position uh, where I could feel comfortable and free to uh, not have just all of these looming anxieties weighing on my brain constantly. Yeah, being
2: and, under the weight of debt
1: is brutal. And um You know, uh, it might not actually be this month or this much as far as, like, what I need to be out of debt. Like, I might be asking for more. Sure. but I want to cover everything. Yeah, I'm not just getting out of debt and covering everything. I'm also putting myself a little bit ahead. So I'm going to ask for $50,000 to do a top marks in Saudi Arabia.
2: I think that's – like, 50 grand would – I don't want to speak for you, but, like, or change your life seems like such a big that's thing but fifty some, grand would do a that's lot for
1: me. Annual salary. Yeah lot yeah, man. That'd be a good annual salary. Yeah. Like So if you uh, just gave that to me right now, I feel like I could give myself like a reset on the things that are going wrong in my life. And shit. that's important.
2: Madman, if they throw twelve grand at me, I'll do it in a Hulk Hogan outfit. <laughs> really? I mean Well Listen, you man know, I mean I
1: probably can't say no to that either, but I'm like I want to say that like something in you he wants us so bad that we get to have a price my price is going to be 50 grand Uh,
2: yeah i think that's i would like to think i could do that but i'm trying to be if they said josh here 10 grand is going to appear in your bank account if you do your podcast in an area that you despise and are against i just can't 10 grand dude like my credit card's cleared my car's paid off like that adds to my life a lot and it's like I could justify it. I could find ways to be. And listen, I'm not the moral guy you are either. Like I, you know, I, I'm a shadier dude in some ways. So like, yeah, I, I could find a way to come to terms that for ten grand, but more because it's just like I I could really use ten thousand dollars. If like, I, I don't know if, what
1: to say. If I said fifty grand and they said no, and they were like ten grand is our cap then I would probably say yes. It'd be hard
2: to not, yeah, right? Like, yeah. not to go too far to the road. Like, we live in an extremely, extremely expensive city but to I'm, stay alive exactly. in. Exactly.
1: But I'm just saying, like, you know, this is the amount of money that would change my life, and I would, like, be yeah. able to be good, and uh, and I may as well ask for that. Even if I'm willing to settle for less, I don't think I should settle, and that's my amount, you know? Thank you all so much for writing in this week.
2: A uh, really fun episode. We, we How long did we go here, Matt? We went for an
1: hour and 42 minutes.
2: Oh, my God. It's too long. No one's still listening. We'll send it home here. Patreon.com slash Top Marks. Share the show. Like rate, it on iTunes. Rate and
1: review on the oh. Apple podcast. We're, we're
2: going off air. We'll see you next week. Oh, take And until next week, pepperoni, pepperoni sticks. sticks, say yeah!
1: yeah. How about that John Wick three? How about that John Wick three? Five stars, man! Perfect, uh, perfect I saw, movie. I saw some people saying they didn't like it. Who? People on Twitter. You know the what? same area. I gotta get off this website. No, you know what? You gotta, you gotta get this hate speech out of your life. Yeah. I saw people you're being right. slanderous towards. I think you should leave. You know what I thought? Wow. I think you should leave my timeline. <laughs> <unfollowed>. <laughs> Unfucking followed. There are some things where if you're you not on board, <laughs> where if you're not on board, I'm not on board with you as a yeah. person. I don't want to see someone like bagging on something that is culturally beloved by a ton of people, and I think is a very important piece of uh, of pop art. Like if this, somebody
2: if somebody told me they thought John Wick three was the weakest of the John Wicks, I could sort of hear that I out. I don't but, even
1: think. Th- I think it might r- be the best one. I think it's got the best action of any movie I've ever seen. It.
2: I don't think it has the single best action scene, but it has the most ones that are like 9 out of 10 for me. Yeah. Like then, well, no spoilers, but it opens with just like an unbelievable action set
1: piece. The uh the motorcycle Well, I
2: I, I mean we could go on and on listing these. But the
1: motorcycle one is like I I it's don't even know how you do that. There's it's a the bunch most of those. incredibly choreographed thing I've ever seen. Do you
2: know none of the without spoilers, none of the horse stuff is CGI or CGI? Yeah,
1: cuz we saw them film it. It's like that footage was getting leaked. It's shocking, man. Yeah. Um,
2: I I said because we went to the bar. We didn't see the movie together, but I saw you at the bar right after. Before and, and after, yeah, that's right, isn't it? Yeah. Uh And you sort of asked me to rank the the three. Uh, all I can say is that if if you like the first two, mm-hmm. this is so must
1: see. Uh, go see John Wick three. I go one three two, but I have a hard time picking between one and three.
2: I just don't like putting any of them in last. It's, I think
1: yeah. I have the have no, mir- the
2: House of in into? Yeah,
1: it's such a great set.
2: Like, you go what, 15 minutes of silence? I just think
1: that movie leans into slapstick and comedy in a way that the other two don't. And that doesn't diminish yeah. it because it's very funny. But Com- it is different. Common yeah. is very funny. Oh yeah. But it puts it kind of puts it lower on the ladder for me. I rank them as all tied for first. Bye guys. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Titus World